please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did your father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick tricks is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. Live on tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, many Yes, welcome to the program, episode 2505. I've just been told off the air, but that's uh, not before, uh, uh, no, that was before Elliot uh, did his impression of a, uh, uh, used some masking tape or something to show us how a plane could sound either taking off or landing. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. in our headphones. If you're listening on your laptop or your computer, it may not uh, sound. Do it again, Elliot. Uh, oh uh, give the people a little thrill on this. Let's, let's wait for the, the intro theme to fade out. It's probably just fading out now. Okay. And then here you go. Yeah, that's. I think that's more taking off. More taking yeah. off, I agree. Yeah. But I don't want you to stop doing that. I, <laughs> there's something about that that's very pleasing to the ear. That could become a new ASMR trend. You know how? Well, you might not know this, but in ASMR, like one person will do something, yeah. and it's a, if it's popular, then all the other ASMR people start doing it. Sure, because like, you're gonna gonna do your own take on it. Right. Whatever. It's like uh, the the eye test uh, role play. That seems to be very popular. Oh, yeah. Or so the do you see the first line? You just name all the letters in the first okay. line, please. Elliot, this is it's not your ASMR channel. We're doing a podcast here. <laughs> I was just—I assumed that that's what it sounded like, and I was doing a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I think that could—that uh, could be something. The tape. The tape. It could be. <laughs> very well, could be. This Matt. is one of my side projects. Uh-huh. Is I, I'm, a, I'm a scout for ASMR uh, trends. Well, you know, our friend Gary Brightwell has done this program. He's doing uh, some new ASMR thing. He and oh, really? another comic, Steve Mazan, I want to say it is. I—I've uh, not listened to it or watched it. I just see that uh, he and uh, they are doing some com- comedy ASMR. I don't know. I don't know. I remember you had that idea for me about uh, seven years ago, and yeah, but I also as these was, guys will discover it. it. Well, it's an odd mix of things. Like, do you want to be laughing and getting very relaxed and sleepy at the same time? I, 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 do, I do not. Although we made a thirteen-year <laughs> career out of it, so uh, you know who knows. <laughs> People have been laughing and relaxing at this show for uh, for over uh, a dozen years now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we got uh, a gentleman who I'll, I'll say hello to, and then uh, tell him to mind his pace and cues. Uh, Stephen Yates is here. Stephen has donated a smile train uh, for Parkastathon 2019. Uh, one of the auctions to come in here and, uh, you know, sit in. Uh, we recently had Jeremy Herbel mm-hmm. uh, in and um, and now it's Stephen Yates' turn. Stephen, first of all, get, get ready to enjoy this voice. <laughs> this guy, I, 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 Elliot, was around the corner and walked in and uh, speaking of ASMR, walked in and said that was the greatest voice he's ever heard in his life. Wow. And uh, we get to hear yours on a regular basis. So yeah, that I'm, is I'm a slightly hurt. But. You should be because <laughs> that was the intent. I, I don't think you've heard it. up. <laughs> no, that was, that was, if that was the intent, that was very yeah. subtle because I wasn't here yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a long con. <laughs> you really played that um, out. I'm mean, uh, going to get Jimmy to say it and that's going to be doubly hurtful. Right. How do you feel? Did, you feel, did it work? Did oh, yeah. Work? I'm super happy. Um, Stephen, Hello. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Listen to that. See that already? Did you do radio? It sounds like you must have done radio. I did a little radio in college. Just in college, but Just not, in college. never professionally. No, sir. All right. But apparently whatever's going on in your life, you're doing well enough that you're able to donate money to Smile Train. Yes, sir. Um, and where are you in from? Uh, Connecticut. 
Connecticut. You know, Matt, you're from that uh, neck of the woods. Yes, my wife's from what, what part of Connecticut? I'm on the Connecticut shoreline, Old Saybrook, Connecticut, mm-hmm, yeah. where the river meets the sound. Nice. <laughs> Again, sounds just like a radio. Again, I don't know why you're not doing radio, yeah. right? I mean, where the river meets the sound. You're, you're 107 on. FM. Here's w- river meets the sound. Yeah. W-C-O-N. <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. A lot of voices. <laughs> Um, Just let us enjoy his for five seconds. God. Uh, all right, Stephen, uh, let's uh, learn about your private life a little bit. Personal life. Are you married, sir? I am married. You are married. 32 years. 32 wonderful years. I know if they're wonderful. I assume they are. You know, last <laughs> yes, year. of course. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, it can't last 32 if they're horrible, right? <laughs> I guess some people do, right? There were a couple clinkers in there, but you know. <laughs> what a relation. Any really, smoothed out. In my opinion, Steve, anybody that tells you that uh, there's no ups and downs in a marriage is lying and they're going to murder their spouse one day. Hmm. Because they're What? I said, oh, hmm. I said, agreed. Oh, you agreed. <laughs> the other voice. I don't know who the hell's talking anymore. Um, so, uh, and children? Yes. How many kids? One of each, a daughter who's 29 and a son who's 26. All right, they're about two years apart, man. Mm-hmm. The children. Are they on this or, trip with you as well? Three. They are. Wait, your grown children are with you on this Well, trip. I was going to come by myself. Okay. And I said, I'm coming to L.A. And my my son, who's a big rock guy, heavy metal in particular, said, oh, hey, can I come with you? Wait a minute. How, wait, how long are you in town for? Uh, I leave tomorrow morning. When does your son leave? Tomorrow morning. Oh, shoot. So that, that goes that theory. I thought maybe he was going to come into town to see Iron Maiden. Uh, at he, the, uh, he would have loved that. Bank. All right. So anyways, so, so he, he tagged along. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I said, where do you want to stay? He said, I don't care wherever you want. And I'd stayed downtown last time I was here. And I said, oh, you know, I'll stay down the beach, down by the beach. So as soon as my wife heard we're staying in Santa Monica, she's like, oh, I'm coming out too. <laughs> okay. And then my daughter said, well, you three aren't going without me. <laughs> and even though she lives in New York, she flew separately from, uh, she lives in Astoria, Queens. She flew separately through from LaGuardia, we flew from Hartford, and we met at the airport, and now all four of us are here. That's and, great. And, and uh, obviously all in one room? You're, uh, <laughs> no, we, oh, we give the kids their room, and... Wait, uh, the two kids are bunking up? Yeah. These are adults. Yeah, but they're separate beds. I understand. I don't know. I, I understand how hotels work. Uh, uh, and they don't have children or spouses? They don't have spouses or children. Nothing at all. They're 29 and they're just 28 working, and 26. I working away and making money. And yeah. All right. You're proud yeah. of these kids? I love them. I'm very proud of them. And you've, uh, you're have you having a nice vacation with them? Terrific. And Everything's that, gone tremendously well. When's the last time you saw your daughter prior to seeing her at the airport on this trip? Oh, just a week or two ago. Oh, all right. I see her all the time. Okay. Well, I thought maybe she lived in a different city. Yeah. She does, uh, but I, I go into the city as often as I can. What do you do, Mr. E? Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm retired. Man of leisure. You're retired. Yeah. Well, I, I write, but that's not... Right. Uh, now, you sent us, uh, to that end, you sent us some books mm-hmm. uh, that we... Uh, we opened those on the air, did we not? We did. Uh, does anybody remember what kind of book Stephen writes? Uh, and I, of course, I know, but I'd like to hear if you guys can remember. Yeah. Is this the? Uh, I want to say they're sex manuals. <laughs> wow, I think that's maybe the. You, hey, you don't go thirty-two years without writing something down. <laughs> that's right. It's Yates with a Y. Maybe that's the that's what's uh, screwing you up. It's why? Why? why is that a masturbation joke? I don't. I don't. Uh, Bates. Stephen Bates. Is that what? Is that a Bates joke? No. Stephen M. Bates. I was just trying to say maybe you were thinking of someone else that wrote mm. the sex manuals. I didn't. I didn't write a sex manual. Oh, I see. Manual. Okay. I'm no. sorry. Um, I, be- I believe, and I am not joking. Just want to prepare you. Uh, I believe it's related to autism. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. right. Biography. Yeah, that's right. The first book I wrote was called Getting My First Hug. Uh, my son uh, is on the autism spectrum. Right. And there was a period of time where he only related to his mother. And so uh, it was very frustrating for me. Uh, we would, you know, I could, we could be in the same room and enjoy each other's company. Uh, and then I'd say, hey, you know, give dad a hug. And he would just look at me. Mm. 
And that went on for a while. And so naturally that became the thing that I wanted most of all. Of course. And uh, the book goes into, you know, uh, the various treatments that uh, we tried and then diet, believe it or not, actually worked. That's right. And, uh, and then finally came the day where I said, hey, give dad a hug. And he walked over and gave me one of those big bear hugs around the neck. And that's just a moment I'll never forget. And how old was he at that point? Uh, three, maybe. Three. God, wow. It was probably six or nine months. He, he, he uh, normal development until about two, two and a half. And then the sort of regression and in speech and in social. And uh, that's the period I'm talking about. And then once we got we put him on this diet, which I totally didn't believe in as an engineer, chemical engineer, no, diet affecting speech development. No uh, wrong. It does. Because once we got rid of uh, gluten and casein, um, he started talking. Wow. Miraculous. Yeah, it That's was a wow moment. And so now he's 29, and, and, and or, or is he the 26-year-old? He's 26. Okay. Two college degrees. Wow. Uh, he's employed as a cameraman at the arena at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Oh, cool. So he gets paid to watch concerts. Right. Pretty good deal. And uh, loving life, living on his own, fully independent. That's great. Yeah, can't complain. Does he hug you now, or did he go through another phase where he wouldn't hug you? Yeah, he stopped. That that was the one time, and that was it. (laughs) Just the one. uh, One and done. You got yours, old man. Move on. That's it. One and done. I couldn't imagine. In fact, yesterday uh, when I was going to, uh, I'm certainly not trying to relate to the story as much as I am just relating to hugs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Oliver was in a, uh, he was tired and in a mood. He was ready to just go to bed. And I was like, hey, get over. Give your dad a hug. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. It's right around the corner where he's not going to want to give me a hug and it comes uh, back yeah well it better come back it, it did with my dad oh I mean, he did yeah he was a we were a handshake father right. and son yeah and then uh, when he got sick uh we became a hug and kiss father and son again mm-hmm. and uh you know i i it everyone should get back to that point because people are only around for a little while yeah and uh don't wait don't miss an opportunity um boy Stephen yates with uh, throwing down some, <laughs> mm, some wisdom for us the good news is if Oliver uh, gets to the point where he doesn't want to hug you anymore, you can always maybe get some hugs from Garen. <laughs> That's always on the table. I can't get to, I, I, this needy son of a bitch. I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's a mutual. You're he, hug, he hugs me. He's never letting go. He's never <laughs> letting go. I'm already his lifeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I'm doomed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Stephen, thank you for being here. Thank you for the donation. Uh, do you want to say your kids' names? Sure. Uh, uh, Alex is my son and Melanie is my daughter. Alex and Melanie. Wonderful. And uh, they're, uh, I imagine right now they're down at uh, Santa Monica. Are they on the beach? Are they undoubtedly uh, where the ocean meets the shore? <laughs> Very good. I like that. <laughs> that is the definition of a beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to relate to Connecticut, trying to bring it all together. Two coasts. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, Stephen, thank you again for being here. And uh, thank you for having me. Uh, and again, thank you for the wonderful donation. And Stephen also gave me, a, you know, those uh, that binder of baseball cards yeah. that um, I uh, it was leaving here because it was uh, every time I went to leave, uh, not unlike vinyl, I did not want them to. I don't know what my logic is on this, but I did not want them to sit in a 100 degree car because I wasn't going directly home. But uh, today, nope, I am not going directly home today. I Cannot do that today. Today, I have to go. Here's what I have to snap in the day, Matt. Okay. I need to um, go to a um, mailing place, be it a FedEx, UPS, mm-hmm. uh, you know, USPS, that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I went to Mailboxes, mar- et cetera? Sure. But they're not around anymore, are they? I don't know. They are. A lot of them become, have become UPS stores. Yeah, I think they've become the UPS stores. I, I believe <laughs> that's the case. Um, so I went to the one that I used to have a P.O. box at this morning. And I got there. I left my home early so I could take care of that. And I figured it would take probably five minutes for each box. And I've got, 
what I ended up doing over the weekend um, was I went through uh, some of my mother's stuff, mm-hmm. which was uh, you know amazingly emotional, of course, mm-hmm. uh, not amazingly, but horribly, horribly emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I as I, I kind of had to do one box over because in the second box I was like. Why am I keeping pictures of my stepbrothers? Why am I keeping pictures of my cousins mm-hmm. like and their parents? Like mm-hmm. my mom had a reason for that, but, but I don't really need mm-hmm. that. And I don't mean that to put that down. It's just like uh, put them down. Like mm-hmm. they would have a better use for, for candid shots of them right. than I would. Right. And for me, they're going to just go back in that box and go back in the garage. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started, I, I put them all in piles to then mail out to everybody. Mm-hmm. And some one weighs 13 pounds, one weighs 1.1 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. Um, depending on you know who we saw more often anyway so i, I did that so then i boxed it all up and uh, so there's five boxes and i need to uh, so i went to the place that i went to this morning and so i'm there and the woman was very very kind very helpful and then as she was helping me a guy came in who i don't know what his deal was but he said uh yeah, uh, and, and please pardon any, I'm not trying to do an impression. I'm just going to try to use his words. Uh, yeah, let me tell you the deal here. Uh, I lost my key, so I need to know how much that's going to cost to replace that key. And um, she said, well, the out, outer key is 10 and the post uh, is 5. Yeah, yeah, see, here's the problem with that. Uh, I'm going to need a new P.O. box because uh, I, uh, I lost my key, and I, I don't feel comfortable with somebody having access to my, to my box. And she's like, well, if you lost it, nobody's going to know where the keys are for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to need a new box. So I'm going to need you to switch me to a new box because I'm not comfortable with that key being out there and people have access. And um, uh, I'm trying to do it. He, he spoke very jive, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it. Like a very 1970s, you know, in, in the movie Car Wash. Yeah. And I'm trying to do it without being offensive. Right. But it was also, so he also did a thing like while she said, I'll be with you one second before he started, before he quite frankly interrupted, mm-hmm. he was six inches behind me mm-hmm. like like there's no line it's me mm-hmm. and he formed a line like right be like he's got the whole fucking room, yeah. place and he's like right there and mm-hmm. so i keep like looking over my shoulder like dude what are you doing and then he decided to do that thing where you're waiting in line where then the line becomes the two of you are together and so oh, then he like stands that. next to me no, yeah. and I'm like, i look over i'm like oh, i'm like oh jesus so he's like hey how you doing i'm doing okay how you doing good and then so she's trying to help me and you know she's you know she's got to measure each box and weigh each box and then put addresses on each one, and um, he won't he won't leave her alone. He will not. And and it is obvious that he gave that somebody either stole his key or his ex girlfriend has got a key. Like there's something going on. He didn't lose the key. Right, right. He's like, yeah. yeah. Now uh, let me ask you this: uh, How much does it cost to get a new PO box? And she goes, Do you want a new one? Well, that's going to cost X amount. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to pay for the original one because that one's gone because the key's gone. Uh, I'm going to pay for just this new one. She goes, no, no, that first one, that's that's your box. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, then she's like, and she's trying to help him. Like, basically, she is trying to push him away and yet help me. Yet he seems to be getting 98% of the attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I'm like, why, why is this guy getting the attention? Mm-hmm. Do my boxes so I can get to work. Yeah. And so. 
he's being uh, annoying and by the way still buzzing around me right. like way too close like mm-hmm. uh and, and i i wish i could without being fed i would yeah yeah listen here now like he would do that like a lot like he opened each sentence with that an older gentleman he was not oh. he was not like the impression would lead you to think he was and his voice you'd go well that's gonna be like a 65 year old guy who yeah. hangs out at the golf course and you love talking to that guy and he's got great stories he was a young guy who was carrying a i think he just came from the gym he was carrying like a you know, a gallon water thing, mm-hmm. and uh, but and drinking out of it, mm-hmm. um, and um, so she's dealing with, and she's still trying to deal with me. And then another woman comes in, and I'm in my head, I'm like, motherfucker, this this quick little errand is now, which I knew would take some time, right? Uh, like I even in my head went, I'm going to give each box like five minutes. That'll give me, it'll yeah. take probably 25 to 30 minutes, maybe even 35. I'll get there, it'll give me, I'll give myself 40, I give myself 40, 48 minutes to get it done. And nothing's getting done. Seems like plenty. It seems like plenty, right? Yeah. So then the other woman, she goes, can I help you? She goes, I just need a copy. Oh, okay. So, and I'm like, okay. All right. What, what happened to taking turns? And uh, I was here and we're going to finish me. And then we and go I'll be with you in a the moment. Next, the, the next customer. Listen, one, one, could, mm-hmm. one could argue that. And maybe about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing if the guy has one question and it's like, Dude, here's your question, here's your answer. Now, now we're scram. Moving, moving on. And I, in fact, I even muttered to myself as he kept asking questions about this fucking people. P- I actually went, okay, you got it. You got your answer. Scram. I said it. <laughs> you know, I muttered it to myself. Yeah. Uh, where if he would have said, what's that? I would have said, I'm just muttering to myself. Like, I didn't say it clearly yeah. uh, because I don't want to be punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So then the woman who wanted the copy and I was like, and I was like, even like, take, like that's going to take one second. Who cares? Right. And then she goes, oh, one more copy, please. And then it's like, and I said, I go, give it boxes, give it the boxes, give it the boxes. Let's go, give it the boxes. Oh no. And she goes, what? I go, boxes, back, give it back. Retention, retention. She goes, she goes, what? I go, give me the boxes. This bad business, this bad business. I said, I go, apparently I'm the least important person here. Oh, wow. All right. And she goes, well, I do. Uh, okay. And now, sadly, when you make a statement like that and then try to, with the torn rotator cuff, balance, we already know one box is 13 pounds. Right. Oh, no. Uh, balance these five boxes. Uh, uh, I had to make two trips. Mm-hmm. So when you slam a door and then kind of come back, yeah. pardon me now. Yeah. <laughs> so you I, almost need a second like exclamation when you come back in, like hey, I'm fucking invisible. <laughs> <laughs> like give him something else. So I, I walk back in, and that guy's like, "Just get out of here, man! Get out of here, man!" The guy, what? That guy's like, that guy's yelling at me. Why? Get out of here, man! Get out! Just go! Just go! And then she, the woman goes, "You're a bad customer." I'm not a bad business person. You're a bad customer. To you. To me. And I said, I go, oh, is that right? And then and I grab my other box. And then um, he uh, he goes, he goes, you just go. Just get out. You get out of here. Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> how am I? And I reckon I, by, by the way, I I may have underplayed. I exploded. Like I, uh-huh. I you know, I, it was retention all over again. It yeah. was me, yeah. you know, losing, uh, you know, uh, I'm losing my temper. Mm -hmm. And so then got in the car and it was like, I realized I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at that guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, she was, I didn't mind the woman getting the copy at all. That's the truth. Because imagine you running in and saying, 
and you see a guy with a stack of boxes and you just need a copy right. and then you got to wait 45 minutes to get a copy. But there's a way to handle that as the person working there yeah. to make keep everybody on simmer. You know, you, you know, it's not going to be popular, but you go, sir, I'll be right back with you. I'm just going to quickly make this copy. You have to be get ahead of it. Yes. So that they at least convey. I understand this is delaying your business, but I'm so like, don't think I'm just like because otherwise you're just sitting there going, you don't care. Uh, about right. about me and I don't know when this is going to get done because anyone who walks in apparently apparently is, gets priority over this yeah and I recognize I have a stack about you right all of that right. I'm with you like right. all of that went through my head it really was that guy who was in my bubble and he was just yeah. being you know just rude and you didn't feel comfortable saying anything either because you were just saying to him like uh, can i finish my business before you uh, deal with that like well I, I, now the reason i didn't say that uh, a is again fear for my life mm-hmm. um uh mainly because you know a, a bigger and imposing and, and, and he's I'm, just from the gym so he's probably all right muscled up he's all roided out and i'm a weak weak man um <laughs> you've got that rotator cuff so i've got that <laughs> issue if it wasn't i would have taken a swing at them you know a rare left hook i would have made right <laughs> so uh all of that it's like I just, I assumed at some point he would go, like she, because she was not really engaging him. She was being short with him mm-hmm. and he just wasn't taking the hint. She, and, again, here's another yeah, point where she could have said, sir, let me finish with this gentleman and then I'll, I'll help you with your mailbox. Right. Uh, uh, or, you know what, sir, this can take a little while. Right. Get to that. Yeah. This can take a little while. Why don't you take a walk or something? Come on back and then we'll figure this out. How much longer? It's, I, I think I had the wrong impression. It sounded like you were more than halfway done. Not with even you. close to that. Oh, okay. Matt, we were. Okay. Nine percent in. Oh Jesus! Like it was. So it was going to take another what? Fifteen minutes. It was no. It was going to take the twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So you had five boxes. So she was she was weighing them and measuring first, and then moving them to a different table. To then she was going to get the addresses and print the labels. And there's only one person working this place. Obviously, yeah. That's um. You can't. Yeah. Can't do that. That's. I mean, the post office is slow and horrible, but the fact that there's at least two people all the time means that at least when that happens, there's always another lane that people can get in. Right now, I I, and again, I used to have my PO box there. Yeah. uh, You know, until I lost my key, and they 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 run some (laughs) hustle over there. Um, I love that place. Like, I love it because mm-hmm. generally you walk, you're, you're in and out. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I choose that place. I only don't have a P.O. box now because we have a studio and an office. And that, like, uh, so anyway, uh, what I, I, I got, I got in the car and I calmed down and I called the woman and apologized. Oh, and she, like I said, I said, are you the young woman that was just there? I'm the guy with the boxes. And she was like, yes. And I said, I need to, I just need to apologize to you. I said, I, I, you were overwhelmed and I took my anger out on you. When in reality, that gentleman that came in and interrupted the transaction was in my bubble, in my space. And then she started crying and said, thank you so much for this phone call. She said, I need to apologize too. I overreacted to you because I I didn't know what to do when you yelled at me. I'm so sorry. Uh, She, and I said, please understand. I was not mad about the, about the thing. I was mad at that, about the copy. I was mad at the gentleman. Uh, uh, interrupting and not taking the hint that you were trying to help me. I Oh, thank you. She goes, I just was sitting here going, I just want my day to start over. Oh, Why did my day Jesus. start like this? And oh, I was like, God. I was like, okay, well, please. I said, from the bottom of my heart, please accept it. She goes, I accept it, sir. Thank you for the phone call. And so for it was you. one of those, like, I'm glad, not for me. I'm yeah. glad I called back for her for that, like, to, mm. to know that she said, I just wanted my day to start over because it, what a horrible start. Yeah. And, um, and then, so then selfishly make it about me. That felt good about, good. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have that on me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, for the rest of, I'll say it, my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> every time you walk to a post office. It would be the thing that you think about every, you know, every time you mail something, you would think about right. it. I would think about it. And, and um, it was just like, I, I was like, I got to call her. I got to call that woman. That, that, that She, and I agree with everything you said, Matt, that she should have said this to the guy. She should have said this to me. Mm-hmm. There were things that should have been done mm-hmm. that said she was overwhelmed. And in fairness to her, that guy may have been scaring the shit out of her too. Mm-hmm. Which then I admit I had guilt that I didn't stick around. Like, why would you leave? This guy's obviously, he, you don't want to be in the same room with this guy. Right. Why yeah. are you then going, you know, in a like a child taking your ball? Mm-hmm. Why are you allowing her to then just deal with this asshole? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, so I had that guilt. Like, it all was in there. And so, yeah. but then I saw the guy walking. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how they resolved the problem. And you were still in the car. Yeah, when I was making the turn, I saw him walking mm. uh, uh, southbound of La Cienega, in case you're curious. <laughs> okay. So is this, a, is this a breakthrough when you're going to start calling back all the people that you've, you've exploded at and apologizing? Who would I call? You'd call Nicholas. The, There's the a Paul lady in a Mercedes. The guy wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. The shoe wait a minute. <laughs> didn't I already apologize to Nicholas? I think I believe I believe I. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. I believe in my story. I said that I did apologize to Nicholas and that there was. A, no, maybe I did. Maybe it was I no. no, Nicholas was a pain in the. <laughs> no, Nicholas does Nicholas, not get an apology. Nicholas, Nicholas no, was the problem. Was the yeah. next yeah. person who you uh, treated. Uh, you took out your anger at Nicholas on the next person. That's right. So the Macy's guy, I apologized. As I've said, before the shoes even the hit shoes the ground, running, yeah. I apologized. <laughs> See, that's always the joke. And that's what Gil Martin always jokes about is I lose my temper, but I apologize almost immediately. Um, so, no, Garrett, I don't need to make. Uh, certainly, there's some people in my life maybe I can make a call to. Imagine you just I, like, We I'm all sorry. have that. Shower of shoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told maybe I, I don't know if I said this one on there. There's a guy from sixth grade who I have wanted to reach out to and apologize for a specific incident. Um, and I went to his Facebook. I found him on Facebook. I went to his Facebook page and um, he had some racist and Trump stuff on there. And I went, nope. You're not getting an apology. Mm. You have. You are on your own. You can't tell us what you want to apologize to him for or what you. But what have. if that moment set him on that course that wakes him up huh? to be a Trump supporter? That one moment when sixth grade. Yeah. And because of that, his his road forked to psychopathic Trump guy. I hear what you're saying, but I will tell you this and going through all these boxes. Um, I saw him in the in the class photo, mm-hmm. and I went, uh, I went, yeah, I could see it even there. <laughs> so <laughs> he was actually. Here's the thing: he was a great guy. He was a great guy that I, um, I, you know, you want to be accepted with the quote unquote cool kids, and uh, it was his turn to not be part of the cool kids, and I may have played into that, and I feel guilt to this day because of it. Mm-hmm. I, I had uh, the same thing when I was in seventh grade that I. The one and only fight I ever got into is I was goaded into hitting this kid in the head with a book. Oh, gosh. And maybe more than once. And what? What, uh, kind of, what? what kind of book? Like it a was textbook? Like a, or? like a notebook or something. It wasn't anything okay. like... It wasn't hurtful. Like, no. you, you, like a smash? Just boom. Just in the back of the Did it drop him? No. No. He got up and, and we got into it. He got me a headlock. was like beating me in the back of the head. Good. Good. You're right. You are a hundred percent right. So the situation that. solved itself. You but hit I, him and then I, he beat you up. <laughs> that has never left my head. Yeah. Like we were kind of friends before that, and okay. I don't even remember why that happened. Like why I allowed somebody. Some other kids were like to like. I don't even know. You wanted to be cool. You wanted to be accepted. I guess. I guess. And and, I can't remember his last name. Otherwise, I would I would find him. 
And I would apologize yeah. for that. Yeah. I've even thought about writing that guy and saying, it, based on your Facebook page, it's obvious you and I would have nothing in common, but I need to apologize for this. And I was sure would you go, yeah, uh, you snowflake. I imagine it would just be a yeah. snowflake, the F word, whatever, you know. Deaf ears. Yeah, it would Falling be uh, it would be that. So, um, uh, but I will tell you this very quickly, and then I want to hear what everybody else is weekend. But the um, uh, the photograph, uh, as I was going through the class photos, mm-hmm. there was my it was the sixth grade, which I have been on record was the worst year of my childhood because you know Jerry O'Connor was a dickhead to me. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I said, hey, they're sixth grade, and then Danielle goes, oh, is he in the shot? And I said, he is. And she was, that's him. <laughs> and then Oliver goes, oh, that's probably the bully, right, Dad? And he's like, you can wow. just tell wow. from the photo. Wow. You can just tell. Yeah. Uh, I, I should bring it in and see if you guys could uh, could figure it out. Because hmm. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like the, you know, it's more big man on campus look than mm-hmm. it is. And by the way, big man on campus in 1976, you know, right. not, uh, uh, you know, not, so, uh, not James Spader in Pretty in Pink right. or, you know, uh, uh, the other movies. There's a lot of movies. Sure. James Spader. Less than zero. Uh, now, you had a birthday party over the weekend? Was it a party? Sort of. Yeah, we took Zoe to um, to the Huntington Botanical Garden, and, and there's they have a tea room, and you can have, like, a tea, which uh, we thought that would be fun for her. She likes uh, British stuff. <laughs> did she have tea, or did they give something to the... Yeah, she had tea. Actual tea. Yeah, it was herbal. You know, they have all different types of tea. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's cool. They bring out a thing, and there's little finger sandwiches and little uh, pastries and treats, like tarts and things like that. It was uh, it was fun. And my, my mom and stepdad and my mom's sister, my Aunt Joni, are visiting. So um, that was also kind of like a, what can we do for Zoe's birthday that would also you know work for this this group of people mm-hmm. that's, uh from age uh charlie is seven to my aunt is eight what does charlie get an earl gray <laughs> what does he settle on? he skipped the tea he didn't get any tea no we, we he, was that your choice or his uh i don't even think we asked him uh, he has no interest in tea what about an iced tea i don't even think he wants iced tea yeah he doesn't he's not interested all right we got a tea and then we just because like there's all these interesting flavors of tea and so we're like let's just get an extra one you know because he was every it's like a fixed price thing so like everybody gets whatever and so we're like we'll just get one of these other ones and then we all get to try it and see if Mm. it's any good but yeah it was fun nice day beautiful in Huntington. and then were you down in my neck of the woods Mm -mm. boy oh boy there's a picture on facebook on this guy from my sixth grade class Mm -hmm. uh of you and your family Oh, the, the guy from sixth grade was grade. following us. Yeah, so something's well, up. Well, on Saturday we went to the uh, observatory, the Griffith Observatory. That's where it was. I, it looked to me that it was the observatory near my the observation out, uh, near my house. Mm-hmm. So I thought you guys were up there. Yeah. Um, based on the angle, and um, yeah, we, you know, because my my aunt had never she'd never been to Los Angeles, uh, so we kind of drove her around and showed her some of the sites. Went to the observatory, Hollywood Boulevard, down to the Grove Farmers Market had lunch down there and yeah did you um going down to hollywood boulevard Mm -hmm. do you enjoy that at all we did not get out of the car (laughs) 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 she doesn't care like she doesn't uh care about movies or television so it's like uh, well then why just because we're here it's like i thought this would be just a nice way to give her a sense of it like we just basically drove from the observatory oh i see 
down Franklin and then down Hollywood and then to Fairfax. You kind of have to, right? Yeah, it's just like, this is what this is. This is like yeah. the Times Square of L.A., uh it's junk <laughs> it's, so you it's, basically went from a nice area to, to filth yeah it's it's, it's a like, it's a dumpster but it this is really what it is. is isn't it yeah. it really there was is that, a mess down there yeah. there was a moment when they redid the streets to make them sparkly where right. everything seemed like clean and nice and then and then they just 50 guys dressed as superman showed up and <laughs> pissed all over it and that and i i know it's been said a thousand times but uh and there's been documentaries and stuff made but Dudes, clean your costumes. Yeah, like oh, just yeah. just clean the costume. Yeah, like oh, there's Dirty Hulk hanging out with Dirty Spider Man. <laughs> oh, here comes Filthy Batman. Like yeah. clean your costumes. Right. You know, I get I get that. You, I, I, look, I, 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 maybe some days they make a dollar, maybe other days they make uh, two hundred. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think you'd make more money if you were sparkling. If you looked, I, I if you didn't look dingy. Yeah. The other thing is, I would like to be. Uh, I would like to feel good about the fact that in this. Uh, world of everything being corporate and whatever that these people can basically stand across the street from the Disney owned El Capitan and just be like fuck you guys I'm Mickey Mouse today right and like they can't stop him but it's so poorly done that I'm like I can't be I can't feel good about it it's just like no that's that's wrong you don't look right you don't look like Mickey Mouse they also uh, shouldn't you have some customer service like they're (laughs) they're always like more they seem put out by it or or, uh, you know like because it's truly uh, you're begging yeah it's it's not it's not like there's a company that hires people to dress up as these people and then sends them out right. and you know that would be there there's no level of organization it's it's a it's a wild west of costumed freaks <laughs> they're just it's also I gotta imagine that it's not something they want to do. It's what they. Well, that I, I was to gonna do. say that, Gary, mm-hmm. like with the documentaries and stuff. Like, yeah. So you you somewhat feel like I get it that you, you, when I mentioned the money, that maybe they don't have the money to clean the costume because mm-hmm. they're just trying to make rent and have food because they. You're right. I don't. Like, you know who really nobody solved moved it. here to do that. Yeah, the guy who's really cracked the code is the Jack Sparrow because it doesn't matter how yeah. filthy he is, he looks like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> right. The filthier he gets, the more accurate, accurate right. the costume looks. So that that's a bullseye. Right. There should be more people who like. Yeah, I'm a I'm z- Pigpen <laughs> <laughs> or like a zombie. You right. know, like around Halloween, you get more of those types of things. There actually was a cl- the clown from It was out there. Oh yeah, uh, which I thought was pretty good and and pretty well done, honestly. Yeah, I only cut a glimpse I mean, of you, them. You, you got to do that one right because yeah. there are the ones like you say where it, like it's you know it's it's mouse. Right. It's like, <laughs> well, I think that's supposed to be Mickey Mouse, right. but, but Murky Mouse. I'm Ricky Rat. <laughs> you ever uh, hang out with Ricky Rat? Remember uh, he was on the MTV for a little while. Yeah, yeah you know he's kind of a scumbag. Mm. If you know this. <laughs> I sorry, I was making a Ricky Rackman reference. You were. Um, uh, Who may or may not be a scumbag. We, we don't know. You know, I don't know anything about Ricky Rackman. Uh, by all accounts, he's a good dude. I don't know. Your son probably isn't a Ricky Rackman. He's into uh, the heavy metal scene. Probably he's never heard of him. That was he is. Ago. I'm not sure that that's one of his favorites, but uh, I'm sure he knows of him. He has encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of uh, rock and roll. All right. Uh, oh, I know this guy. Yeah, Ricky hosted uh, like the uh, the heavy metal. Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. That was one. Wow. Yeah. In the uh, 80s and 90s. Early '90s, before grunge uh, swept him off yeah, <laughs> under where, the carpet, they pushed all those people out. Yeah, he, seriously, he was. It was like one day he was there, the next day here's Matt Pinfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard a and and I, I I like all these people individually. I think they all do a nice job. But there was an interview with at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that they, they aired it on Volume Series Six on Volume, mm-hmm. where it was the original VJ, four VJs: Alan Hunter, Nina Blackwood, Marcia, uh, Martha Quinn, and Mark Goodman, mm-hmm. and. Um, the, and I like Mark Goodman. I like Alan Hunter. But they were doing that interview thing 
that drives me crazy where they all of a sudden they're acting like they're above being there. Oh. Like the women were both giving genuine nice answers and they were giving these aloof like, so did you guys have to audition? Well, you know, I mean, you know, you walk in, you do your thing, you know, and then you get it or you don't. Like, <laughs> so you auditioned like I can't even I can't even do an impression right. of how aloof they were like it was like yeah. if you agree to be on that stage in front of that audience like who are you showing off for yeah if you want to if you don't want to talk about it anymore which you're within your rights 100%. after 35 years if right. you don't want to talk about it anymore then don't say yes that's that simple right. but you kind of do you want the attention you, right but you kind of don't want to be only that for the rest of your life which you have been so and you know there's this there's this drive to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame which I do believe they should be there mm -hmm. as a I mean they, they're so iconic and that yep. changed the face of music mm. that those five originals should be in there right. uh, and Dave Holmes. Those <laughs> they should be in there. <laughs> let, 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 let me press pause on that for one sec though because like it's true they did do that but any five people what, they hired well, would have done that. Now, Matt, to that end, any DJ that gets into the Rock and Hall of Fame, yeah. I think like, you know, Alan Ladd or these other guys, they were right place, right time. Yeah. So if you're going to put different DJs in from around the country that... Yeah, uh, but there, I, are, there are people who, and maybe not in music, although maybe, but, you know, there, there are people who made the, their name because of their talent you know like like howard stern wasn't just oh he was just in the right place at the right time he was oh, no, I'm, I'm not stern. saying I, i'm saying the guys that uh, you know the, these rock djs yes. that you don't even know their name right right yeah now to, but to to agree with your point um if it was an and i think they avoided the audition question because they they wanted to feel better more important mm -hmm. but the reality is like let's say i was five years older or mike siegel when he ended up on vh1 mm -hmm. it's an audition process mm -hmm. and it easily could have been mike siegel over alan hunter yeah and then mike siegel would be like oh yeah he's one of the like they weren't making decisions on what to play right they weren't doing exactly they were, it was not they a were reading a teleprompter role. yeah yeah it was right just like let's get some young good-looking people yeah who, uh, sort of different look that you know kind of a hodgepodge of different types of looks so that we can kind of cover all our bases and like so mention that go uh, say uh, about the, the the different looks and in a question form like okay. you know was there a uh, uh, what did they talked about uh, wanting to have a diverse group of people <laughs> what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like you, you know and then you know then, if what I thought mattered I wouldn't have asked the question right and then and then it was like, you know, what do you think? And then you could tell, like, it laid with a thud in the theater. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, obviously, you know, uh, Martha was the perky one. And then they tried to pick yeah. it up from there. But at first, like, you, you didn't need to put yeah. down the question. Like, yeah. then or sc scram to use my overused mm. word of uh, 2019. Mm. That and kick rocks. Those seem to be the new favorites that Carter <laughs> likes to throw around. Um, anyway, I brought that up for a reason. I forget why. I called Mark Goodman and apologized. That <laughs> I'm glad you did. I called him. So right. which one? One of them has, has passed away. J.J. Uh, Jackson. J.J. Jackson. And, and J.J., apparently his career prior to MTV, uh, uh, he may uh, deserve to be in there on his own. The okay. bands that he did break as a DJ. Uh -huh. Uh, and Mark may have too as a uh, programming director and DJ mm -hmm. around the country. But I think Martha and Alan, and maybe even Nina Black, but I think Martha and Alan, and I read that book, you know, that, that yeah. huge book on MTV. I think they may have just been you know, one of actors right. were auditioning for a gig and got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and maybe they did not want to, uh, although Martha was very forthcoming, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, she's a good interview. Anyhow, that's that. <laughs> um, oh, we were talking about Hollywood Boulevard. I was trying to remember why we ended up on Oh, that's right. Thank, why, yeah, but still why? 
Well, we talk about Ricky Rockman. Oh, that's why. Thank you. Thank you for connecting the dots on this. That, yeah. That's exactly why I didn't just all of a sudden go. You know what? I'm going to take down those DJs. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a good uh, good idea right now. Uh, our guest, by the way, is coming from a table read, so uh, they uh, may not be here right on right at time, mm-hmm. right on time. Um, we also went yesterday. We went down to the Melrose um, Swap Meet. Oh yeah. Have you gone to that lately? Not not since I lived down there. Uh, did you guys do that yesterday, Stephen? Did you go to the Melrose Swap Meet? Did not actually went to Griffith Park uh, yesterday. Yeah, oh, so missed you by a day. Enjoy. Oh, boy, oh boy, are they still talking about the uh, bell lamps being up there? They were <laughs> good. That <laughs> makes were. sense. It was a buzz. <laughs> there was yeah, a buzz. Sure. Look, and he's got the he's got the. Were you in the military, Stephen? No, sir. Boy, he's got the. Doesn't he have the military yeah. look? Doesn't he look like a sergeant? He well, does. everything's no sir and so forth. Right, but then but the, that that mustache and the haircuts very <laughs> military, and I mean that in a respectful. Or like NASA could be that. NASA's a better call. Oh my God, NASA's yes. a better call. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was with Mission Control for a while, but uh, wait, are you doing no, you doing no, a bit? Okay, no, totally well, you said you were an engineer. I was, I was a chemical engineer. Okay, yeah, he looks like he would either be a NASA engineer or a like middle school shop teacher in the seventies. <laughs> yes. There's really no yes. in between. I took shop in the seventies in middle school. Okay, uh, and he's got like a, uh, like he could look. Uh, he looks like John Waters' handsome brother. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Thank yeah you. to paint a yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, question mark. <laughs> no, I said his handsome brother. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Um, a little less pencil-y mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fuller. Like I look over when I, in fact, when I said the thing about the mustache, I, I, I in my head had already given him a pencil mm-hmm. uh, mustache, but I looked over at him. That's a full stash. It is. That's a full stash. That's a man that's committed to that stash and he's not going to lose it for anything. By the way, I saw one of the greatest things I've ever seen at Griffith uh, Observatory on Saturday. And Jimmy, you won't appreciate this. And I don't know if anyone in the room will, but someone. Wait a Whoa, minute. What's going on? Why wasn't somebody buzzed in? <laughs> Garen, get out of here. Kevin, go, Kevin, go back in the hallway. Go back in the hallway, please. This gentleman's going to walk you through what's happening. Let's go up, 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 <laughs> oh, no. up, up. Oh, Jesus. There's something wrong with the door. Seems like the door might be jammed. Okay. We forgot to tell him to take all the time he needs. He always forgets. He, think, he no, thinks he needs to okay. rush through it. One, two, three, four, yeah. six, seven. I'm using my fingers. <laughs> I don't know why you're <laughs> that's fingers how, That's how I'm counting. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's actually, he's doing all right. Maybe he's finally taking 20, the hint. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 26 seconds. Mm, that's okay. It's, Kevin Nealon's just walked in, right? He just had an Impossible Burger, and they gave him a hat for enjoying it. <laughs> Um, right, right over there, at the, which our friend Sarah Silverman uh, tweeted out that she uh, came to discover, and apparently Burger King does the same thing. Carl's Jr. Uh, cooks the Impossible Burger right there where they cook the, where they cook oh, the regular burgers. Yeah, not what which uh, no, thank you. <laughs> well, they don't claim to be vegan, which would be the, that would be the issue there, right? But if you're serving an, a, but, a, a, an Impossible Burger, it's kind of implying. If you, if you're, I think you're implying that you're you're not going to be getting any well, meat on that sandwich. Uh, I, I agree with you in concept, although I assume our vegan friends are are don't assume that uh, they could go the other way. But I, well, let's I, ask I, Darren. I thought it, I he's thought a hardcore was... vegan. <laughs> hey, I had a vegan restaurant for lunch. Uh, you ate a whole restaurant. Yesterday. You have to know that's not a full sentence, right? <laughs> I ate at a vegan there restaurant. We there we it go. Was There's the word. Delicious. Oh, where'd you go? Hope. H O P E. H dot. Like you know. You think that's named after? Let's hope this is delicious. <laughs> I hope so. You don't have to yell. <laughs> You think you find him to be yelling, Kevin? He seems like he's yelling to me. Listen, I know you just came from somewhere around. Hey, that that key around your wrist might be that with that key that the guy was looking oh for God. from my earlier story. Yeah. Um, 
I had a thought, but I forget what it is. Hang on. Kevin, uh, Matt was in the middle of a uh, statement when you opened the door. I, I don't want to tell him now that Kevin's here. Is that true? You don't. <laughs> no, uh, is this Kevin? Or is this one more person that's not going to enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, quick. I'll, I'll tell it on Thursday. Oh, okay. It's really involved. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? I'm sorry for interrupting. You kind of interrupted. That's the worst when somebody comes in in the middle of your joke or whatever. It's okay. And they don't even think you're talking. But yeah, there's a door here. I didn't see what was going on inside. How did you? It, was it the, wasn't locked. It was open. The door was open. That happens yeah, too often. Yeah, half the time, yeah. And we shouldn't broadcast that maybe to the fans, but uh, that's a good our point. door's this wide is... open. You just come right yeah, in but and the, murder but then us. security should stop that. Oh, that's true. And then, yeah. But security probably recognized Mr. Nealon and said, ah, you're good to go. Well, we told Steve ahead of time that uh, who's coming. I used the same name as the guy, the guest in our, and that didn't, that, that didn't that help my me. story. That confused me. <laughs> yeah. Steve's uh, the weekend guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant yeah, Brian. Confused. Yeah, Brian. Brian's a good guy. I am shocked at the extent of this uh, production value of your podcast Thank here. Thank you. This is more than a podcast. Yeah, this is I a mean, life. look, you've got cameras everywhere. You've mm -hmm. been, you're established. You've been here, obviously, for a while. The picture's on the wall. Or mm -hmm. was it like this when you moved in? No, I don't know if it was like this. That's why we chose this location. Well, yeah. That's kismet right there. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't take that risk. It's like, but well, nobody else is going to do it. Because, you know, the other podcasts I've done with you have been on location. They have been. Yeah, this is your uh, first time in studio after all these years. It really is. And it's, it's I can't believe the, what is it, like 700 people in the audience here? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Behind the glass. I'll do yeah. theater of the mind with you. Sure, why not? We don't mic them because we want a nice, clean environment for oh, humor. Oh, well, that so. works. It's working. <laughs> uh, but this is, I'm really impressed, Jimmy. Well, thank you, Ken. And I thought you did this all alone. But no, you have a you have a group of people. We've got a crew. we got Matt, who you've yeah, met Matt, on the, on the live shows, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got them right. Yeah. And then some three other people. <laughs> so I, this is Stephen Yates. This gentleman, Kevin, speaking of that, now you've done Park Castlethon, I want to say five times? How many times has Kevin done it? I'm going to say two. No, no, it's more than two. I'm going to stop worrying about you is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. about you anymore. I'm doing fine. You're fine. I appreciate any concern. Uh, but the, the charity event that you do, this gentleman here donated a crazy amount of money. Shut up. Uh, to really? Smile Train. And one of the rewards is that he gets to sit in and watch an episode. Oh, my And he's gosh. in from Connecticut. Whereabouts in Connecticut? That's Stephen Yates. I live in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, on the shoreline. Oh, okay. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, terrific. Old Bridgeport. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It's like the Detroit of Connecticut. Oh, it's not good? No, I'm from Detroit. Right? Accurate statement. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. to someone who was shot there. It's full oh, circle. God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's again? Mafia? Slow, everybody slow down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to share the microphone for one second, because it sounds like he just said he was shot in Bridgeport. <laughs> oh, I know someone who oh, was oh. shot in Bridgeport. Oh, okay. a, a fellow Give engineer. Give the microphone back. Give I'm the sorry. microphone back. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, again, no, a lot I of people shot in, uh, in Bridgeport. It's a, it was a big mafia town. Mm -hmm. Gangs, you know, a lot of diversity there. And a couple of the mayors were indicted on racketeering, and the town almost went bankrupt several times. But you've so. been out of there for a lot of years. Yeah, right? it wasn't my fault. Nobody's <laughs> blaming you. Yeah, it was not my fault. It seemed like it all started right when you left, though. <laughs> Maybe you were holding it together. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, Wayne Newton met Johnny Carson at a diner, a Greek diner on Main Street in Bridgeport, near my neighborhood, uh, to talk about ownership of a casino in Las Vegas. And that's, I mean, that's just and maybe uh, <clears throat> a Denny's, but um, <laughs> mostly the casino. Yeah. But, you know, that um, that's not uh, verified. It's alleged. But <laughs> but it's a story that goes around that town goes, because exactly. everybody uh, wants to exactly. uh, have some import in this yeah. otherwise beaten down yeah. uh, bureau. So welcome from Old Saybrook. Thank you very much. Connecticut. That's where the river meets the shore, Kevin. <laughs> Old Saybrook. Yeah. Which, what's the name of the uh, river? Connecticut River. Oh. Well, shouldn't it be the Saybrook? <laughs> yes, we're working on that. Okay. All right. Well, something to go back to, certainly. You yeah. tell me you're an engineer. You don't seem to. Anyway, I am just, you've got guests here, Jimmy. You've but got you're the staff. guest. 
Even gets to the whole thing. It's all yeah. going great. And Matt's in the middle of a story. No. No, he's going to save that for Thursday. You're going to bail. You're going to bail on it. You're going to bail on this. It's barely even worth telling on Thursday. Can I, can I finish the story without even knowing what he said? I didn't hear yeah, one yeah. word of Go it. Mm-hmm. I was, I'll, start, I'll start you off. I was at the Griffith Observatory. Go. And so it's crowded up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a Saturday night and um, lots of people and everybody's fighting for that little telescope thing. And uh, the guy in front of me didn't have a quarter. So I said, maybe I could help you out. I gave him a quarter. And the guy took my quarter, swung the telescope into my head. Oh, Jesus. And then ran off. <laughs> wow. You gave you you helped him, and that was the thanks you got. Well, you'd have to refer to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> already a better story than what I was going to tell you guys. Um, do you think we're going to get to the bottom of what that key is around his wrist? No. Boy, I want an answer. It's not a, it's not a car. It's definitely a, no, looks a, like, a looks house like, or a... I'm going to say P.O. Pie. Looks you like think a it's a mailbox? Maybe a dressing room key. It could be a dressing room key. Oh, good. Wow. Where am I coming from? You're coming from set. From work. Yeah, where my office is. Oh, you have an office over there as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's my dressing room slash office key. Name of the TV show is? Man with a Plan with on a plan. CBS with Matt LeBlanc and myself. Now, Matt LeBlanc, you remember him from that show, Episodes. And I'm told he did something prior. <laughs> there was another show Joey. Right he did Joey. Oh, oh, he did Joey. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Sorry, right. with that girl from The Sopranos. They finally gave her her own sitcom, <laughs> and he was like a side character. Yeah. I forgot she was on that. I like Drea her. I like do very much. Who's that? Drea DiMatteo. Yeah. I enjoy her. Has she worked since then? I don't know. Since Joey? Couldn't tell you. She was good. She was. Jimmy, as I look at you. Yeah. You remind me so much of of an animated character I did called Glenn Martin DDS. All right, Garen, Garen was, Google that immediately. <laughs> you got to see what he looks like. Okay, and you did the voice. I did the voice, and it was on I think TBS or Comedy Central. But now I'm looking at you because I still have the character. It's a claymation thing at home, oh. and it's 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 um what do they call it? Stop action, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I have two of them. One of them's a little decimated because my kid got a hold of it when oh, he was younger. Boy. But um, yeah, you look. That, I think is it, that? it looks. Yes, take a look. Look at that. <laughs> Am that's, I right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to be offended lighter. in some way, but I know that it's an yeah. exaggeration. Jimmy, yeah. you might have uh, a legal action on this. You think I could sue over that? My face isn't that uh, Let long. Let me take a look. Although it's my face is well, long. That, you got another picture of it? That's. I mean, see if you can find another picture. But anyway, you yeah. should be, um, you know, happy about that. That, Who do people that, tell you you look like? I mostly I get Nell Carter. <laughs> uh, who do I get? I used to get that guy from. Was, uh, was that guy? Uh, Dylan Walsh. Dylan Walsh is what I used to get a lot. Character yeah. actor. And when I was a kid, I got Christopher Makepeace. That's the one I got as a child. So mostly people I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh wow, does. you really look like that. I, I played Glenn Martin DDS, and um, Catherine O'Hara played my wife. Oh wow. Wow. Would you guys record together? Yeah, you we would. had like six booths, seven booths set up. In a row like that, and it was uh, it was pretty interesting. I'd never done a show like that before. Yeah, uh, well, she's wonderful. She's on that Shit's Creek. She's done stuff, I guess, before that too. I <laughs> yeah, I think she had. Everybody, everybody's had jobs before the ones they're currently on. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's how it works, right? You get, you lose one, you get another one. Mm-hmm. She lost her kid once. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, what? Her, uh, yeah, her kid. She lost him. She Who left him, really. She didn't lose him, but she... Yeah, she left him behind at a house. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. right, right. Oh, I think oh, I heard right. something about I mean, that. It was, was a documentary he was, about Wait, was that. he with a bunch of people, or what was he... I mean, they had a bunch of people, and they but, but is what I heard. Yeah, Kevin's right. There was a documentary about it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Happened twice. Stop talking! Who else was in that, Who else was in that documentary? 
I think Joe Pesci, weirdly enough, was yeah. in it. Well, remember, he was in everything for a while. They were, That's true. They were just even throwing him in documentaries. <laughs> yeah. you, know, it's, you know, it's interesting, Jim. What's that? You got a minute? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I've been looking at open houses, mm-hmm. and the realtors always try to impress you by telling you who lives down the street. Yeah. And, but they always come up to you like this. I'm not supposed to say this, but, you know, um, you know, Vanessa White, or... or um, I can't even think about it. Van, Vanna White? Vanna White lives down. <laughs> These are the improv skills that got you where you are today, right? <laughs> and then you look at another house. You, go, you know, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but um, Joe Pesci lives in the room upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he never comes out. He never, he never comes, comes out, but he gets it. You, so you, you buy the house, yeah. but Joe's already in. Yeah. I, think, I think that they should tell you that. That's a sales point. Yeah. yeah. But it's also important to know you have a tenant. <laughs> yeah, that would, that's not one they should keep under wraps, is it? Yeah. I want to tell you that Joe Pesci lives in the walls. <laughs> How loud would that be to room with Joe Pesci? Could you imagine? I don't know. He hasn't died, right? No, he's with us. No, he's in Martin Scorsese's new movie. He's in that new movie, oh, yeah. Movie. Hey, did you guys see the, did you see that one? The Hollywood uh, movie? Mm-hmm. How was it? You're not in your head. Yes, from Old Saybrook. Did they have? Did they show that in Old Saybrook? Was it like that in Hollywood? Yeah, it did make it to Old Saybrook. Wow, it did. It's a great movie. How many uh, viewers do you, or followers do you have, Jimmy? Seven. <laughs> seven. Period. Just seven. <laughs> they seem to really enjoy it, though. It's just two more than it's in the room. Yeah. That's more, right. Yeah, well, we're going to play the, the the people in the next office. They're listening at the we're wall. Gonna, we're going to rumble with them later. What was this office before you moved into? I couldn't tell you for a million dollars. Good question. How about for two million? <laughs> I was the dentist office. <laughs> nice. Wow, um, that's improv skills right there. Right? Well, he said DDS earlier, so admittedly that was on but my brain. What, what did you say when we were outside? I said this reminds me of it coming to my dentist. Wow, it smells like a dentist building. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, we're all and also because you guys shot me up with Novocaine. One <laughs> right. Um, I will, I'll tell you this very quickly, and then we'll go to our break. Uh, but based on Kevin pointing out that he does a voiceover for a Jimmy Pardo lookalike, I met a guy, and I apologize to this person. I can't remember his name, uh, but I met him at the comedy store over the weekend where I had what I'll describe as a very average set. Uh, but luckily, I was able to shake that off and have an equally average set at Flappers. So it was a very average Saturday night. Uh-huh. What a bummer, man, to have two average sets and just fucking drive home and, oh, God. Anyhow, uh, this guy came up and he said, hey, it's nice to finally meet Jimmy Pardo. Uh, I'm, I do. I make my living in voiceovers and I get called in all the time. Uh, they're looking for a Jimmy Pardo type. What? I go, well, how about they call Jimmy Pardo? Because that guy's available. What the hell's going on? It's not like I'm turning down voiceover work. Maybe they hear you incessantly talking about how you're terrible at reading. (laughs) I I could learn it. Is that true, Jimmy? What's that? You're terrible at reading. I'm not a good cold reader, Kevin. But I could be for the right amount of money. In your average act. The average act you do? Yeah. What's your, you do the same opening line most of the time? Um, I, I, I do not. What was your opening line that night? Um, I clumsily, clumsily, <laughs> uh, I wanted to get into my topical Trump material without the bit that usually goes prior to that because that's a lengthy bit. So I clumsily said that I just got back from Alabama and um, that I'm just relieved to not be in that kind of uh, weather situation. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Thank you, Garen. Well, that, would, you know, that, that would be the one lap I received over the weekend. A lot of people don't follow the news. Yeah. So, you know, you can't rely on that. Well, Kevin, the last thing I need is you condescending me about comedy. <laughs> what is the next to the last thing you need? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> $2 million. <laughs> um, yeah, so I met this gentleman who, again, his name I can't remember, and I apologize. Uh, that is infuriating. That means the, you need, and I hate to say it publicly, and I, I apologize to Bruce before I even say it, you need new representation. If you're I, getting I, beaten I have job, a voiceover agent. Okay, so it's not Bruce. Oh, no, this is not Bruce at all. Okay, so whoever your voiceover agent that needs to be replaced. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. 
because it sounds like there's a demand out there there is not being met apparently this guy's getting them yeah um terrible did he did did you note that he sounded like you when he said that? he sounded more like urkel oh no he's he probably does voices yeah he was just a average white guy mm-hmm. yeah. to quote uh, to paraphrase foreigner uh, alright Kevin Neal is here Stephen Yates is also here mm-hmm. right he's in from uh, Connecticut Old Saybrook Old Saybrook Old Saybrook Old Saybrook right that was my horse I used to have Old Saybrook I used to go <laughs> and, and march around what do you what do you call that trot it what do you get when you do that with a horse what's that called when you march lead? a horse around <laughs> lead I don't like it's lead are you taking it to to water to make a drink or no i'm not Garrett. no i'm not this is, yeah is it this horse is very hydrated <laughs> okay so I, i'm gonna go with steve it was it uh dressage yes thank you oh yeah, yeah thank you that. the fancy Steven said that that's the that's the rhythmic gymnastics of equestrian sport <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing prancing around that's it, right? silly <laughs> uh all right kevin nealon's here he's taking time away he's got a brand new web series out called uh, hiking with kevin just had alec baldwin on I'm sure he's got other people on there that well uh, actually this uh, is the third season this is th- it's a, but it's brand new season brand new season yeah you're starting the new season that's right that's how many right. episodes in a season well the first two were 31 each 31 what? each yeah it's crazy wow i think i might scale it back this time to maybe 30 oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> right time is Not money yeah. number. right no, you got a family you know, i take it by ear. you know what happens is um i, I run out of people i run out of people to hike with it's like end the season <laughs> and what happens is in the in the summer around August, people you can't find people to hike with because it's too hot. It's hot mm-hmm. And then you got to bank shows so you get through the holidays because mm-hmm. people aren't around then. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, I started taping these at the beginning of the summer. You know, I ended season one. I mean, season two, and then I went right into banking sh- uh, hikes for season three. Mm-hmm. And so I got to get maybe five more to get me through the holidays so I can have more when I come back. All right, take a break. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Matt, the holidays are right around the corner. You know that. You know how a calendar works. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow, my brother. Are you looking for a way to stay connected with the loved ones during the holidays? Absolutely. Uh, well, let me tell you something. The holidays, certainly during the social distance, can be lonelier than ever, Matt. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, some folks are dealing with that with uh, by using Skylight. Skylight is the perfect gift to connect you with your loved ones during this lonely, sad, socially distant holiday season. Uh, this is a gift that will make your mom, your dad, your grandmother, etc. feel like he or she is right there with you during the holidays. Now, listen, uh, I'm not going to see my family this uh, holiday. You, you're, you are not. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, everyone's going through this now. It's like, how do you uh, how do you see your loved ones that if you don't live in the same house as them or maybe the same state in my case? Yeah. Well, and in our case, so we've spent the last couple of Christmas Eves together and uh, yeah. That's not going to be happening. Charlie is, uh, he's already talked about that white elephant thing. He's bummed out about it not happening. We have tried to figure out a way to maybe uh, figure out a way to do that virtually. And uh, we are trying to figure that out. Oh, that'd be fun. Because it would be fun to still figure out a way to <laughs> yeah. get gifts and stuff to everybody. And everybody's on a Zoom and mm-hmm. does it. Or maybe you use your skylight frame. Once you take the photographs and then you send that over. Uh, now, let's, let me walk you through what Skylight Frame is. It is a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. A great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. It sets up effortless, effortlessly. 
uh, which is easier to do than me say, apparently. <laughs> it's, 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 it's easier than saying the word effortlessly. That's how easy it is. Sending. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to they're doubling down on effortlessly. Uh, it, it sets up in just 60 seconds. Uh, just plug it in. Use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and you enjoy it. Uh, sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family could just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they will pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and family in touch. Now, listen, it has a black frame with a white mat. So it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your to any home. Mm hmm. Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen. Uh, you can swipe through your photos with a finger or even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. So, Matt, if you send me a photo, I can uh, tap on something and let you know that I uh, liked the photo. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Uh, now, listen, Skylight Frame has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like your Skylight, they will offer you a full refund. Uh, and you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. Import pictures of you and your uh significant other whatever you or maybe uh, in my case maybe i get this for my father yep and uh i would preload it with a photograph of me and danielle and oliver right uh, maybe with him and his wife donna uh from when they came out to visit hey here's a photo that you don't have Great and idea. now you do yeah that's that's a that's the perfect use of this thing it's kind of like sometimes we will take the kids uh school pictures you know they get pictures taken at school and then we put those in a frame and send them to our parents for christmas well there are no school pictures this year because there's no school uh not, right. not in person at least so the solution obvious solution would be just get the skylight frame and then we can send whatever picture of the of the kids that we want to it well let me tell you something the customers love this thing uh, in fact one facebook review said this matt this is such an isolating time as we are just trying to keep my, my grandma safe and healthy but this gives her a little glimpse of us every day and then when we talk on the phone she can talk to the boys about the pictures we sent love it see that so it's also giving you something to talk to your uh, to the grandparents about because sometimes mm. that could be a bit of a slog that is worth its not, weight in gold right there yeah <laughs> uh, not not in my son's case of course because he doesn't stop talking but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah other families i can see lots this being kids, helpful lots of kids have trouble they get they get stage fright on the uh the conference call or the right the, the facetime call whatever the zoom whatever they're using i do know that when my mom or dad would say hey you got to call your grandparents i know i know that i went kicking and streaming because it's like i don't know what to talk to them about yeah. i don't know what to talk to them about they're 150 years older than me i don't we have nothing in common <laughs> right uh, my grandfather, by the way, his uh, his famous line, and if you ask any of my cousins this, they, they would say, hey, what did Grandpa Pardo uh, ask you every time you saw him? How's the car running, kid? <laughs> that that was his go-to for conversation. Huh. Uh, now it would be, uh, hey, the skylight frame is great. I saw a picture of the car. How's that running? So see, it would, get, it would eventually get there. Right. Uh, um, now, listen, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O. That is right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame uh, just by going to skylightframe.com. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. And then enter the promo code PARDO and you will get $10 off your Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame! A better way to send a picture. Matt, Fiber Monday is uh, almost upon us. Do you mean Cyber Monday? I mean Fiber Monday because this is the year you invest in your butthole. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm listening. Well, hello. What's that? I'm listening. Well, Hello Tushy has the best deals for your butt this year. Don't get stuck with post-Turkey Day disaster. Protect your pipes with a Hello Tushy bidet. Yeah. 
Now, we, uh, we, now you have a hello tushy bidet, and we also have a hello tushy bidet. I do, bidet. and we we talked about it on another ad that we don't like the word bidet, so we're I'm I decided to call them ass blasters. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Tushy Corporate is a sign off on that, but I will personally be calling them ass blasters or just the Hello Tushy ass blaster. Well, they have not told us not to call it that, so uh, I'm going to wait until they specifically say stop saying that because they're actually bidets. But uh, bidet just sounds pretentious and and French, and I don't like it. Sing for bidet. That's a stick song. Um, one bidet. For- one but one more bidet. I can't even do it. Uh, I I think you I think we should get Weird Al on the phone and we just do a gazillion parodies where the the word uh, eight bidets a week we just change yeah do all, all days to bidet all bidet parodies on album that's a good idea I love the idea now listen hello Tushy will cut your toilet paper by eighty percent so it pays for itself and how much TP it saves you. Uh, that's because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Hello Tushy is your new hands-free butt buddy. Hello Tushy uh, ass blasters. Their attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butt guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So stop wiping your butt and start washing and join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Hello Tushy is the perfect gift for the whole a days. I, I, they, I know we're, we've they been love joking. They're fun with words. What's they, that, Matt? They do. They, they love it. But I, I was going to say we've been jo- we were joking around. But I I do want to say it's kind of embarrassing. But I will say I look forward to going to the bathroom now that I have this thing. It's it is so it's it's like I I love the just the technology involved. It's very simple, but it's very effective, and it just makes me. It just feels good. I mean, it's not, not like if I, it feels good physically, but also like emotionally feels good to be cleaning my butt the right way and doing a com- complete cleanup job instead of uh, I just I think back to my old self and I think, what what were you doing, man? Well, you were a caveman. You're an animal. Yeah, basically. Right. This is uh, well, you know what? This is not like the caveman uh, dipping his ass in a stream. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what, what do you what want? Uh, do you want a pile of leaves or do you want the, the waterfall? I want the waterfall to to wipe me down. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I've talked about this on Never Not Funny, but the certain medications for my back, I uh, end up getting a little constipated. Uh, and then recently, uh, I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I get to use the Hello Tushy. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say you look forward to using it. Yeah. Uh, here's how the Never Not Funny fan and listener uh, you don't even have to be a fan uh, to, to, to get this. You just have to be a listener. A grudging listener of Never Not Funny. Uh, you will get 20% off. Hey, that's a great uh, discount. Plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash pardo. This Fiber Monday deal is Hello Tushy's best offer. And even though you might have a butt that doesn't quit, this deal's only good for one day on Fiber Monday. So go now to hellotushy.com slash pardo for 20% off and free shipping. Hellotushy.com slash pardo. Look, whatever you call it, rump, rear, arse, fanny, bum, tush, tushy, tookus, hiney, butt, caboose, here comes Charlie, keister. <laughs> no matter what you call it this Fiber Monday, wash it off with a hello, tushy, day. Hello, tushy. Matt just sang its praises. I sang its praises. Hello, tushy.com slash pardo. Get 20% off on Fiber Monday. Hello, tushy. Better way to clean that can. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2505. Kevin Nealon is here. Kevin's taking time away from hiking with friends up on the mountain. Uh, he's got the, uh, season three is starting of mm-hmm. uh, Hiking with Kevin. I saw that Alec Baldwin was recently on. I mentioned him. Who else has done this thing, Kevin? Um, you mean in general? Yeah, throw some names around. I know you've done like 90 of them. 
Adam Sandler, Conan O'Brien, Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. uh, Tignataro, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, Matt LeBlanc, Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go on forever. All right. Well, it sounds like a, a lot of famous people. A lot of famous uh, people. And how yeah. long is each episode? How long do I need? Well, to the hike it? lasts about an hour, but okay. each episode I edit it down to seventeen to twenty minutes. Do you do the editing personally, or do you have a human being? I that does do the. That? I do everything. I cast it. I call it. You know. Now I've ran through my friends. And I call the casting people. Uh, I email them. Like I asked, uh, I was trying to get uh, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. I got went out to Lady Gaga. You know, here's the thing, Jimmy. I've reached an age now where rehearsals are over. It's now, it's like, it's now it's producing. It's going out and doing it and not holding back. Because what do you got to lose? They'll right. say no. They'll say thank you, but we kindly passed. That's what I hear. And and you, you're, even Kevin Nealon hears that because we hear it on a regular basis. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I do the personal request instead of having my publicist do it or my agent. You know, I say, hi, it's Kevin Nealon. I was wondering if, and they probably don't think it's me, but. But anyway, but a lot of times they, they answer me right back. Oh, we'd love to do it. You know, we'd love the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and then others uh, tell you no. That's right. You get some no's. Have you got? Oh yeah, yeah. You've gotten no's. Oh yeah, because I'm being risky. I'm asking big people, really big. Right. People. You're taking big swings, as they big say swings. in show business. Big swings. Who's the biggest name that you asked and they said no? And it's okay that they said no. You were like, you were like, well, they weren't going to say yes anyway. Well, there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that said no. Um. um Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. uh, Kate, um, Kate McKinnon, um, uh, sound like too easy. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, come on. Uh, but you know, they're busy people. I get they're it. They're busy people. Right. But you know, I'm, I'm the big one I want to ask and he doesn't have an email, doesn't have an agent. Oh, is that, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. But I got his lawyer's phone number. So I'm going to call him. All right. I know Joel too, but I hate to ask his brother Joel. It's always he gets weird. It all the time, probably every day. I feel bad for him. I, uh, he's doing okay. He's having a nice career. No, he's got a great career. Now yeah, that said, I don't disagree. It's it's like it's got to be annoying. Hey, yeah. can you a chance to get yeah. my brother? No. Why would I do that? Yeah, but can I come? No. No. I wasn't asking you. No. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, those kind those kind of people, those types of people, I want to ask Oprah. And the Obamas, I'll take either Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I want to get more sports figures, too. Yeah, who do you want? Steve Largent? Anthony Davis. I don't know who that is. Just traded to the L.A. Lakers? So, oh. Power forward for the Lakers. He's uh, yeah. an all-star. I don't follow the game. LeBron James. I know who that is. He's the, he's, the, he's the king. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. All, all the great basketball All the great, all the great, all the greats. <laughs> Um, we try on a regular basis to get Hillary Clinton. That's our big one. That's our big swing. Oh, nice. And uh, we've written her enough times that they're probably, we're probably on some list that, yeah. that were creepy. <clears throat> you know who I'm uh, looking forward to hiking with is some of these Washington um, newscasters, like Dana Bash, mm-hmm. Jake Tapper, who wants to do it, by the way. Okay, I like Jake. Yeah. He's over there on that CNN, the cable news network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, like Chris? Uh, musicians I want to get. Why you can't know. I think of Chris's last name? Chris Cuomo? Hayes. Chris Matthews? Uh, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes. I like Chris uh, yeah. Cuomo as well. Chris yeah. Matthews, yeah. I don't know if I want to uh, hike with that guy. <laughs> Kevin, what do, you, what do you think about that, Jimmy? What do you think about that? Well, well what I think Chris is, yes. and then he interrupts well, you. Isn't that kind of like, uh, you know. I feel like he'd be a complainy hiker. Who's that? Chris, Chris Matthews? Chris Matthews, yeah. Or maybe he loves it. Maybe he likes to stretch his legs. We don't know anything about that guy. Matt, like that picture of you over there, Matt, looks like Dax Shepard a little bit. You get that? I've, I've gotten oh, yeah. that before. Yes, yeah. I have gotten that before. Yeah. yeah, has he been on the hike with you? No, but uh, Kristen's doing it coming up. You got the, you got Belle up there, huh? Nice. Yeah, she'll be coming up soon. Mm, she loves the hike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Eddie Izzard. You got day. him. He showed up full full outfit. 
Dressed like a woman? For the hour uh, hike Well, up it turned out to be a four-hour hike. Why? He's a marathoner. Because he had time. He was only, only thing he was doing that day was his concert at the uh, um, Dolby Theater that night. So, you know, everybody usually does like an hour. And, um, and it's not that challenging. But we, we hiked from Bronson Canyon all the way up to the Hollywood sign. Mm. And he didn't have one drop of water. No, that's nothing. He's like a camel, that I guy. I drank his water. And I was borrowing other people's water, too, going up the trail. And still nothing for him. Nothing. And he was barely sweating. And he had, like, you know, a sweater on and a bra. He was holding a carousel. Carousel. <laughs> carousel. He's not that strong. It'll make <laughs> <laughs> a barrack around above his head. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That will provide a lot of shade, though. That's a nice, uh, <laughs> that nice will. option. Huh? What Dang. goes up must come down. Spinning wheel. Blood, sweat, and tears. Thought us that, Matt. Hmm? Uh, he had one of those above his head. What was, I asked everybody this. What was the first concert you ever went to? For the very first concert was uh, Kiss with Judas Priest opening. Interesting. Ooh, Where? Uh, at the Chicago Stadium. Chicago Stadium. Fair uh, enough. The Dynasty Tour, 1979. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's see. You, and yours was, give me the year, and I'll try to guess it. All right. I'm guessing the year, but I think it was 1971. 1971 was your first concert. Give me the genre. Was it rock and roll? Maybe 70. And it, it was rock and roll. It was rock and roll. Was it in Connecticut? It was in Connecticut. And it was a band, not a solo artist. It was at the Harvard, it was at either at the Hartford Civic Center or at the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colt Stadium. Remember the Colt Stadium over there, Steve? Steve remembers. I don't he, think it's a, it was an outdoor football stadium. Uh, and it's a band? Three bands. Three bands. It was the, a trifecta. The headliner was a... Is yeah. A, okay. Yeah. I'm going to say one of them was uh, was Led Zeppelin. No. I'm wrong. All right, who was it then? My, well, my one, of them, one of them was the band Yes. Yes, of course. The great John Anderson on vocal. <laughs> Were they yeah. all prog rock? Were the other bands prog rock too, or was it like a classic rock? Let uh, me finish. Track? You'll hear. I'm listening. <laughs> Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter. Dun, 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 Frankenstein. Dun, Frankenstein, yeah. And the big headliners, Eagles. The oh, my God. I was, oh. God damn it. I was going to guess that. You were. Know, and it's Eagles. Myself. It's not the Eagles. Yeah, right. right. It's just Eagles. It's like your rhythmics. It was either those three, or it was James Taylor. Oh, you can't remember. Connecticut. Oh, oh. Same year. Um... I thought you might have been either those three, or may, you know what, maybe James Taylor. I never saw those three at all. <laughs> um, uh, did you go with friends, family? Who'd you go with? I went with my friend Bill Brackett. Oh, you went, Bill? Yeah. How'd Bill, Bill like Billy it? Billy went with me. Great, great man. You yeah, like? Yeah, we it. loved it. In fact, I even peered in through the. Uh, it was actually at the Hartford, the Colt Stadium, because I remember peering in through the Fieldhouse window, standing up on a bench and looking in there. And Edgar Winter, who was an albino, mm-hmm. was on the bench practicing his guitar inside the locker room. You know, that's neat. Riffs. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that was great. It's a good show. That's a good, good show. show. I'd but see that show today. I would go to so many concerts growing up, and I would see the same bands. The Beach Boys played a lot in our neck of the woods. The Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not really Chicago. I'm just doing an impression. Oh, gee, I thought you held up your cell You didn't insert some kind right. of uh, recording. Ask me, Kevin. Ask me how many times I've seen Chicago. How many times in have you seen Chicago in concert? Over 100. Shut up. No, it's a true statement. Did you really? Yeah. Because you're from Chicago. Uh, no, they're just my favorite band. So I've seen Do you know the, the members? I do. I've really? Luckily enough that I've become, uh, I don't want to say friends in any way, shape, or form, but uh, they know me when they see me. It's very nice. Wow. Yeah, it's greatest. They still perform. Are they all the original ones? No, there's only three originals. Is it? Are there two of the Temptations playing with them now? Yeah, they got the Temps. The Temps. And then to quote David Spade, and I think uh, two members of Los Lobos. <laughs> that was a David Spade joke back in the day. That's nice. Uh, he's got a show now over at the Comedy Central, I guess. He does. Nightly show. Have you done that yet, Kevin? 
Yes, I have, Jimmy. Uh, all right. Yes, I have. <laughs> did he go hiking with you? Did you have Spade hike with you? He did, yeah. But he was hard to get. It took a long time to get him because he had a lot of demands. It had to be an absolutely flat trail. No, that's not a hike. That's, no. a, that's a walk. A hike's got to be an incline. Yeah. Um, but um, there, it was actually an incline. There was a 1% incline, and he, he felt it. And he felt it. He, he, he goes, Wait a minute. Are we going uphill now? It's a 1% incline. Well, he gets it. But he was great. I'm glad I waited for him. Good. Good. Funny guy. Yeah. Some people, you know, some people say, well, he's out of town now. He'll be back. You know, uh, he was back, but then he had to leave. And this is like, you know, five emails later. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm thinking, that's it. I'm not calling them back. I'm not going to email them back. But then I'm thinking, what have I got to lose? I just keep pestering him until it happens. You know, I'm glad to hear because we run into that from time to time That's as well. what you do, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Well, we, I kind of drop it after like maybe two, they're out of towns or two, they're not available. And it's like, you know what? It's obviously they're giving me a signal. I'm oh, okay, I should I should pick up on that then. Yeah, but you're Kevin Nealon. I also think know, you never know. They might genuinely. They just, might genuinely, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trust people. You know? Yeah, I don't. I have a little trouble with that. That's why I appreciate the ones that say no. I, you know, right? Not not not. Don't want to do that show. Larry David said that. Oh, he did. No, I don't want to do your. I don't want to do that show. And That's you're friendly with Larry. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to spend time with you having a good time. Thanks for inviting me. I don't want to do the show. <laughs> just honest. Doesn't hurt your feelings at all. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he could have said, I don't like hiking. Yeah. And then could, that's an easy excuse for anybody. Yeah. But I know I know who he is, so it didn't hurt my feelings. That's true. So, right. Uh, all right. Kevin Nealon is here. Let's go around the horn and check in with everybody uh, over there at the Pop Goals Museum. But that is uh, uh, sponsored by DogPile.com. That's Garen Cockrell. Hi, Garen. Hello. Now, you guys are not on social media anymore, Elliot and Gar- uh, uh, Matt. Correct. Um, Why is Ke- that? Kevin, there's no reason that uh, you would follow Garen. Uh, um, go ahead. It's, it uh, it's wasn't much. good for me. It wasn't good for my health. <laughs> this is just... Uh, just a toxic. Uh, You're spending stream. too much time on it. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't making me feel good. So I so the therapist told you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I acted as my own therapist and said stop this, and uh, it, it made a difference. I feel so like. every 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 fifty minutes during the day, you go, our time's up. <laughs> <laughs> our yep. time's, I'm sorry, I'm tired. Our time's up. <laughs> he resets every minute, every hour. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so anyway, Garen saw a movie over the weekend, okay. and, and it destroyed him. What? It destroyed him. Yeah, very much did. What did in you a, see? In a good way? I, I don't know. I saw Britney runs a marathon. Britney runs a marathon. Okay. And Which I loved. Which uh, you uh, saw last week. I saw it. And by the way, I I, I also uh, was very emotional at the end of the movie. I don't know uh, anything about it. Can, can, is it a documentary or what is it? No, it's about uh, the uh, Jillian Bell plays a woman named Brittany who runs a marathon. Okay. It's, Based on a true story. Based on a true story, yeah, which you which don't they know. Don't and, advertise at all. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that takes away from it. Oddly enough, uh, believe no, it or not. Thanks for telling us. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. I apologize. That's where's the marathon take place? It's the New York, New York Marathon. New York Marathon. It's I a know, really I good. I didn't know they had one. Oh yeah, once a year, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to live in New York. I'm surprised you. Uh, yeah, but know I was about this. very close-minded. I see. No, it's a great movie. It's really good. When I was watching it, it was getting a little hard to enjoy because I was like, oh, it, it very much was, was a, like I related to it a lot. Okay. Like, a lot, I mean, she parties, which I don't do, but that you, But of, you do your own version of partying. Yeah. You do your own way of numbing yourself and trying to stay out of life. Yeah. And it, it was like I was, when I got home, I, and I was on Twitter about it, like I usually am. Yes, he was. <laughs> very near having a breakdown like oh legit yes he was oh my gosh yeah it was now wait it was did she insane. die no 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 oh. she runs the marathon 
Jimmy, did you think of the title? <laughs> why, why, why not just watch the New York Marathon? What's the difference between watching the marathon and watching this movie? Um, movie shorter? Do the they... movie is a little shorter. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Unless you're watching maybe one of the elite people. How long is the movie? Two hours? It is 25 miles. I think it's about 155. <laughs> okay. So that's too fast. That's uh, uh, even the fastest runner even the fastest. Would, would take longer than that. You all right, Kev? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, I want to. So you saw this movie before, Garen? Did 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 it ever occur to you this is gonna like this? Did it remind you of Garen? No. Do you think this is gonna? No, but I think there's a way for all of us to to uh, maybe not as much as Garen, but then you could watch this and you could relate to it and go. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, maybe I should uh, change some things in my life. Too. Does that mean you, you're going to run a marathon now? I ran last night. How'd that go? Really? At, uh, like 11.30 at night. I was like, I'm going to get I took my dogs out. I walked like half a block and then I ran the other half. Hmm. I am a ghost. The other half I'm of the block? Dead. I'm laying on the street <laughs> as we speak. There's a lot, right? I'm haunting your studio right As now. I've said on this very program, when I started running and, get, and getting it, I would, I would walk half a block, run half a block, walk half mm-hmm. a block, and then you just keep adding to the running. And then until you get it. So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, I've never had a visceral reaction to a movie the way I did. Wow. Like, on the way And home, you've seen a snuff film. <laughs> well, I've got a, that whole collection. I know that, <laughs> you know, right. it's so worth a not, lot of that's, money. That's, was it like watching the Hannah Gatsby uh, special? You know, yeah, it, it, it's that wow. emotionally. Mm-hmm. She's a comedian, right? Did you watch that, Karen? No. no. Uh, that Natalie. Is that what it's called? No. What's it called? Nadia. Nata, uh, Natty, Nanette, Nanette. That's right. She's a British girl, right? She's Australian. Uh, Australian. She's Aussie. So back to uh, uh, the uh, the marathon, Nanette marathon. What happened with what with the marathon? Yeah, Nanette went, runs a marathon. What happened? Oh, oh man. That, that's an ultra marathon. You don't want to be a spoiler. No spoiler alert, yeah, because no now I want to go see it. Yeah. You know, in Australia, they run the marathons backwards. What? <laughs> no, upside down. Oh. oh, Jimmy, what happened to your arm? You got a bruise there. Yeah, boy, look at that. You got a shot for something? I've, what? I've, look at that. Look at that you old give, man you arm. Give blood? I haven't been. I can't, I can't do any exercise. So I have no muscle. I gave blood three times in the last four days. Whoa. Why? I got some stuff going on. You do? Yeah. But uh, I had to take some blood there. How do you feel? No, they took blood the last three or the four days. Well, that's so, not good, is so it? So lightheaded? So, <laughs> so here's what happened. They, get, they took it the first day. We got your blood results back. Doesn't look good, but we want to take another one. And so the next day, they take another one, mm-hmm. and then the results from that. Okay, we got your second blood results back. Um, we're a little concerned. We want to take one more um, vial. That's basically it. Is that really? Yeah. Wow. That's basically it. Couldn't Actually, they... the middle one, in fairness, the middle one was for a different battery, mm. but the first and third were... We got them back. There's some things we don't like. We're going to do it. We're going to do when it do I get the results back from I'm that? Gonna, I'll email them to you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and I have a feeling, because I got the results back last night from the uh, from the return, that they probably will call me to do a third one tomorrow. That's Tell me your symptoms of why you went in for a blood test. I stubbed my toe. And, uh, <laughs> I hit it very harshly against a coffee table. And I think they're overreacting with the blood work. But uh, uh, I, 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 Tired. I, tired. Fatigued. Yeah, a little fatigue, of course. Yeah. 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 Burning. Uh, there's no burning. No burning? No, there's no burning. No. <laughs> Coughs? Blood? Blood on uh, the stool? Uh, not at this time, no. I've had that in the past. You have? Sure. Blood in the stool? Absolutely. <laughs> you seem proud of it. Seems so weird to be proud of it. But yes, I, I've had that. <laughs> and, and the result was? Hemorrhoids. Uh, fissure. I had a fissure. Yeah, yeah. Fissures. Uh, no hemorrhoid, just a fissure. Fissure, yeah. Those are the worst, man. That's that word. You got to use tux. 
<clears throat> yeah, you got to use tux. Uh, keep Jimmy, it, keep it wet down there. Uh, yeah, mine's not so severe that I needed the uh, the tux, Jim. Okay, so we had blood in the stool. How about blood in the urine? Um, uh, no, I've never had that. Coughing up blood? Uh, no. Nosebleeds? Uh, no. Blood from the ears? <laughs> Eyes? It's like only okay. the only blood here is the blood they've been taking out of his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the blood pooling in my elbow. I mean, look at it, literally, and the one, that's a big bruise. Yeah. This time she said she goes, "Oh, I know why you're bruising. You have very thin veins. Yeah, you're probably going to bleed in there for a while." It's like, wait, what? Uh, what do you mean bleeding there for a while? What are you? What are you? Why are you nodding your head, Stephen Yates? I uh, I am a platelet donor. Every month I donate platelets, and uh, so I have a lot. Of, I get a lot of needles in my arms, one in each arm. They take the blood out, run it through the thing, take out your platelets, and then give you back the rest. Okay. Wow. And the last time I was there, she went uh, into the vein and through the vein. Oh Jesus! And you know, I, I get that so often. I'm not tough, but I didn't feel it at all. Three days later, I'm sitting watching TV. I look down. I've got a bruise that goes all the way down my really? arm. Oh. And I freak out and you know, bruise after get donating blood. And they say, the needle has gone through the vein and uh, put ice on it. And, wait, and it was painful. And this is a Red Cross. You know, you hate to call and say, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah, there's a situation in the Bahamas, sir. We're a little busy at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, but that's, that's what that is. They've gone through the vein. And so if you had thin veins... That went through it. I got, could happen I got, more often. I got thin veins. That's what I've been told. How do you feel today? I feel okay today. I feel okay today. Are you a hypochondriac at all? Maybe In my youth, I think I was, but I think I, I, I think I, you know I was painted as a hypochondriac, but I, there was yeah. always something going on. I think, but you know, the fact that there was always something going on made people think I was making stuff up. I feel like I could drop dead any minute. <laughs> Just any moment <laughs> yeah. of the day. Any minute. <laughs> Yeah. But you have a wife and son. You don't want to do that. That's why I got to live. I know it. <clears throat> My son's worried about me dropping dead. He is? Yeah. Oh, no. Because I'm an older dad, you know? Yeah, but you look great. You're in great shape. You're hiking, right? You're staying I'm in shape. Hiking? Yeah, I'm going to be around longer than he is. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a threat? <laughs> no, no. I hope, I hope he lives to be 120, but I'll be 170. Do you, um, as an older father, because I'm much older than my son as well, uh, have the, did you get sad from time to time? Like, oh, I, will never, I won't get to see him be 50. Does that bum no, you out? Well, it did until the other day. My wife sent me one of those apps where you can make people look older. Yes. She sent me a picture of him as a uh, 55-year-old. So I thought, why do I have to go on living now? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got the, you got the picture? Well, that's yeah. what that'll be. Okay. I'll see you picture. later. All right. I'll even show it to you, man. Okay. I know you can't. Can you? Can't what? We have a visual here, right? Yeah, there's 3,000 cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, so I saw that, and uh, he, um, I, it kind of brought a tear to my eye, because I thought, this is what he's going to look like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's like Kenny Rogers. That's craziness. Look at how handsome that young man's going to be ah, at 55. Right? He's got a beard. He's going to be a divorced like... Lothario at 55. He's going to be out at yeah. the... Looks like a villain from a Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That app can't yeah. quite make you look that old, right? His face should be older. Yeah, they do all the, the beard and the gray hair to, to sort of... Yeah. Somebody sent me the one. I'll, I'll show you. The, this is the one of me that somebody did. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I guess I'm going to be 70 or something like that. Um, let me see if I can find it quickly uh, so I'm not wasting people's time. There oh, there it is. <clears throat> there, uh, there's me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, you look that's like Bob Barker. There's you me. do, actually. There we go. That's, uh, that's me right there. Is that really you? Uh, what app is that? Uh, I, I don't know, because I didn't That's do it. He just took that picture this morning. <laughs> My wife also deleted the app because she heard a rumor that yes. the Russians made it. Yeah. Uh, which is why somebody, somebody actually made this for me and sent it to me. Um, and I look just like my grandfather. 
Wow. It looked just oh, wow. like my did grandfather. Really? Yes. Jimmy, did you see the picture that's going around of you in your early stand-up days? No. Yeah, I sent oh, that out yeah. a couple weeks it's, ago because I thought that it's, it was it's really telling. Shocking how how it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is that happening? Is that Pauly Shore? <laughs> no, that's me. That's a, on, I'm going to say Eddie, Eddie Murphy's, Murphy's uh, body. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. From Raw. Yeah, and who it. made that? Is that Never Not uh, yeah. Shopped? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and why is that happening? Because we talked about Eddie Murphy at length last episode. I guess, episode? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It works, though. Did you work with Eddie? Uh, I forget the, your entire resume. Have you done it, Eddie Murphy? Daddy's Daycare, anything like that? I did. I was in Daddy's Daycare. Oh, you were? Daddy Daycare, yeah. All but right. I never worked with him on SNL. No. I was at the 40th uh, SNL reunion when he was there. Yeah. That was an interesting night. Yeah? At the uh, party afterwards, you know, at the Plaza Hotel. Trump was there, of course. Donald Trump? Yeah, with Melania. And mm -hmm. he was walking by. This before president. And I said, hey, I, I called him and said, hey, Trump! Because I know him from the show and, you know, some other things. And he sees me with my wife and he smiles. He goes, Neilan, you did all right for yourself. And then right home, my wife goes, what a pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the after party also... Um, it's like two in the morning and Prince is floating by with his little uh, posse, you know? And my wife is a huge Prince fan. And I'm, you know, I, I appreciate him, but I'm not like, she was, you know, obsessed with him, stalking him. <laughs> and uh, we have eye contact, he's very short. And, uh, and I said, hey Prince, how you doing? And I held my hand out and he shook it. And he goes, hey, how you going? And then my wife was there, I said, this is my wife, Susan. And she stuck her hand out, she shook it, and then they kind of floated away. I was going to take a picture, but one of the posse says, no, 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 pictures. And then uh, my wife goes, oh, my God, he never shakes hands. <laughs> I said, well, he does now. He does now, yeah. Yeah. And my other story from that night was uh, Peyton Manning's there because he hosted the show once. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there talking to him. And I say, after the small talk, I say, hey, you mind if I get a picture for my son? Because I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I didn't tell him that. He goes, sure. So he, I gave my uh, phone to somebody. They took our picture, and Peyton took the phone and gave it to his brother Eli. He goes, Eli, you like this picture? Is it good? Can you approve of this? Eli took it, looked at it, gave it back to me. He goes, yeah. Half hour later, I go on my phone, and it's all in Chinese. All the fonts, Chinese. Nothing in English. <laughs> Nothing. And I'm thinking, how did that happen? A minute. Wait a minute. The Peyton brothers got a scam going on. The Manning brothers, yeah. The Mannings. And so I found, uh, I went back to the ballroom. You know, now it's like three in the morning and Peyton's tall. He's towering over most of the people. I see him. He sees me coming in. He's across the ballroom. He goes, Neilan, how's your phone? <laughs> so I, I knew that Eli did it. So I found Eli. And I had, gave him the phone. I said, Eli, I hate the Giants, man. You suck. Fix my phone. And he smiled and he fixed it. <laughs> Does that make you a fan of that, of that of, after that? Because that, that's fun. It is fun. It is, And it, it kind of told me a lot about them as brothers. Yeah. And, it, and uh, um, I do like watching the Giants lose now, though. <laughs> 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 no, I do. I mean, it, it was kind of fun. That's fun to do it. But it was really frustrating. I was asking everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody from... That was, you know, in the show. I said, you know how to get this back to, can I see your phone? Can I, you know, because I didn't have any reference. Would you know how to do that quickly if, if somebody did that to your phone? Uh, not, oh, I mean, I Steve think, does, but he's a chemical engineer. Yeah, yeah. The problem is if you go into the settings, you can't see what settings right. are what because yeah, it's, it's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. You'd have to have it memorized on yeah. some Can Siri do it? Oh, that's a good question. You, what, you got a second phone? Oh, if you had a second Apple phone there. Oh, that's why I was asking yeah, people. Oh, I was asking right. people yeah. to go. Can or does Siri, Siri then turn 
Oh, to only recognize. I Chinese. called Siri, and Siri goes, "Oh, Dean, but you was No, she did not. But the do great that. thing about that whole uh, episode was yes? I have 100 uh, new Chinese followers. Oh, now. that's great! <laughs> yeah. Right, you're branching out. Thanks for the yeah, Mannings. Exactly. So we thank the Mannings. We thank the Mannings. Absolutely. We give them love and praise. We give do give them love and praise. Yeah. Um, Something about a celebrity taking a time, taking the time to do a prank is so I, charming. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it, it goes back to Rob Reiner telling us that story about the, uh, do you know this story, Kevin? I'm sure you do. You're in those circles where he and his friends in the seventies decided to do a prank around Hollywood saying that Anson Williams died and they just decided to spread that rumor around Hollywood. And I just thought that celebrities <laughs> yeah. just doing this unnecessary prank to make each other laugh. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You think Hanson Williams appreciated that joke? <laughs> sure, he did not. I thought he was a star of a big TV show at the time. Yeah, probably just like Dennis Yeah, it would be sad now, like but now. then it's funny because he's a, on top of the world. Yeah. He Jimmy, wasn't... when did you come to Hollywood? Excuse me, Matt. Sorry. Uh, 1900. For interrupting you again. <laughs> uh, 1995. 95. Yeah. Kind of a late late start for you then, huh? Well, that may be younger than you think I am, but. Um, <laughs> It, um, I, uh, yeah, 95. 95. That's I mean, when I left SNL. Yeah. I, I said, if that guy's going to get out there, I got to I got to get out there yeah, before he does. Exactly. Um, and you know, I've told you this story before. I saw you do standing up comedy, opening up for Gary Shandling at Poplar Creek in Chicago, an outdoor uh, venue. I remember that place. That was um, a summer. You, uh, the outdoor venues are better in the summer than the winter. They sure are. Especially in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it just makes sense. Chicago. Um, and you were very funny. Boy, you were funny. Thank you. Funnier than Gary? Um, on that night? <clears throat> do you know that I have a piece of Gary at home, his ashes? You do? It's in a, uh, a little urn that I wear around my neck. Those and sometimes I will go hiking with him. Oh, you will? You'll bring him out yeah. there with you? Yeah. And you got, were, you, were you friends at the time, or did you bond on that tour? Oh, we were friends. Oh, you were. And yeah. he, he brought you out to open for him. That That's was his right. choice. That's right. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. We had a good uh, time. We did a couple of cities. Now, you were not, at that time, you were not uh, known. Everybody's there to see Gary Shandling. Um, was that, but you're going out in front of 15,000 yeah. people. Uh, uh, was that easy to win them over? Uh, did, were there times you didn't? Well, it wasn't, I wasn't completely unknown. I had done The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson a few times. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, some of the other shows, Letterman. So, you know, but of course they were there to see Gary. But <clears throat> when they left, they missed me. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. There's <laughs> no, no, it was, a, it was a really fun time for me. And, you know, I was really good friends with Gary. And he passed away a couple of years ago, but that tour was so funny. I still have pictures at home of it, us bike riding and stuff. And my wife at the time came and uh, his girlfriend was there. So it wasn't a great trip, but you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was good. So, um, but yeah, that was Chicago and that's where you're from. That's right. Yeah. Until 95 when I moved out here. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just circling back to that because I thought maybe. And you were you came out here prepared to do stand up, or did you open well, open mic nights? No, no, I'd been doing stand up for six years at that point. So I at Zanies. Uh, at the Zanies? I would do Zanies, yeah. and I would do uh, the Chicago thing, and then a guy named you probably remember this guy Eric Fagan. You remember Eric Fagan? Yeah, he yeah from um, um, Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah, I saw Steely Dan a concert. They saw me in the audience. They yeah. said you should uh, go out to LA and do stand up. And I was like, all right, these guys seem to understand what they're doing. Uh, Eric Fagan was booking the improv at the time, and then he was yeah. going to go into management. Yep. Saw me in Chicago and said, move out to LA and I'll manage you. So I said, okay, I'll You're do still that. with him. Uh, no, he quit the business about three months later. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He quit the business. And did, so, what was that phone call like? Um, hey, I'm out. He's like, uh, my life has changed. I'm not going to be doing this. Uh, so uh, good luck. What's he doing now? I don't know. 
Might be in Florida. Might live in Florida. I think he's still managing. He's got guys. He's got Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's, he's got, got Jim Belushi. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Why, why was that my go-to second name? <laughs> Don't know. For for the biggest names I could think of, you know, Hanks, Jim Belushi. Yeah, because it's nineteen eighty six. You ever work with Jim Belushi? No. No, I don't think so. Possibly. You're pretty possible. Your resume is uh, is vast. It's extensive. Yeah, damn, yeah. Damn right it is, and rightfully so. Yeah, I, I'm ubiquitous. I'm everywhere, man. I've got. I look. I I look at my, you know, IMDb thing, and I just I don't have time to scroll all the way through it. It's just on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it because you lose interest, or is just? Uh, no, I have no feelings in my fingers. <coughs> so it's hard it to take so long. Yeah, but yeah, sense. yeah. No, I um. Do you check your IMDb? No, see what I, you've done? I, I know I what I've done. It hasn't been updated in a while. <laughs> you know, when you're, you got my career, it's uh, you, you know, you, you know your items. Do you like trophies and awards? I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't <laughs> who doesn't like to be rewarded for? Who doesn't like to be told, "Hey, nice job"? I'll be honest with you. I feel bad about this, but whenever I get like one of those, like the award you have over there, that crystal one, the glass one, I go, well, "Now where am I going to put this?" You know, and then I end up like throwing it away. Really? What? Yeah. Well, we just put the one, and it, there it is. Because you know what awards are, right? Just a way of getting people to come to the event. Sure. You know? Like when somebody says they want you to come, they want to honor you. It's just a way of them getting people to come and buy tickets. Mm. So you're kind of like a prostitute, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, but you're getting a nice trophy out of the deal. Do you want to keep that? Fuck. Do you want to keep that little award over there? But we do. We've got the one. <laughs> We're proud of the one. Sounds like you're trying to take it away from us. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Like, where's your self-respect? Like, it's, over the, it's over there on that show. Yeah. Do you need an award? <laughs> Do I? Yes. I feel. I feel like he regrets throwing away that one award, and he wants to replace it with ours. Sounds like it. Also, we didn't have to go to a, any ceremony to get that. They mailed it to us. They mailed it to us. Yeah. It was nice. Wow, that's even worse. We were asked to go. <laughs> that's we were asked to, yeah, uh, sure. to participate. It was in Aspen, right? So Aspen, Colorado. That's right. Did Eric ask you? Didn't know Eric was out again. Out of business at that point. That was not uh, an Eric Fagan. It was his uh, last duty. <laughs> I'm uh, quitting, but by first I have to ask you: Do you want to go to Aspen? Eric got me a big audition when I first moved here. I can't remember what it was for, but he got me a huge audition for a. Role. Was it for that uh, <laughs> stop motion animation? It was thing. for that. But then they got. Some want to be guy. a dentist? <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, do you have a dog, do, Jimmy? No, I'm allergic to dogs, Kevin. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely allergic. You tried them all. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of breeds. Giving each one out there a run. Uh, Newfoundland. Uh, yes. Is that a dog? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All dogs. Hot dogs? All dogs. Can't be around dogs. I went to a shelter uh, yesterday. Okay. Since you asked. You're looking to get, are you looking to get a dog or are you getting yeah. rid of yours? Looking to get one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people go to shelters and they get rid of their old dog and they get a puppy, mm-hmm. you know, or they want a puppy. But the, oh. uh, the older dogs are much better because they're, they're relaxed, you know, they're housebroken. Mm-hmm. So we looked at about six dogs, my son, my wife, me, and uh, didn't feel the connection with any of them. Mm. And went went out of there empty-handed. All right. Nobody passed the audition. So you're going to go to another shelter and maybe check out another site? No, I'm going to give them time to rehearse. Okay. Get it together. <laughs> See them again. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, give them another shot. Is there a, tip- a, a certain kind you're looking for or just one that... Uh, Not a purebred dog. Okay. Because they are very, um, you know, inbred and they have a lot of health problems. You know, I sleep at night with a CPAP machine. Oh, you do? Yeah. And also a night guard and a retainer. 
my wife says, it's like sleeping with someone in ICU. I said, who have you been sleeping with in ICU? How do you know that? <laughs> she shouldn't know that, yeah. should she? <laughs> but so my son wanted a bulldog. And I said, those things are so inbred. You know, you see their underbite and they, they struggle to breathe. They don't live long. And I know that dog's going to be fighting me for my CPAP machine and my retainer. <laughs> and I don't want to have any part of that. Right. <laughs> Take a break. We'll be right back. You looked around. Is that what did you want? A standing ovation? What did you want? You looked around like, a, well, I'm not getting what I wanted. No, I saw that. You know, you are like a stone wall. But I know Steve I, is an audience member. He's really authentic and real. I looked over to him, and he enjoyed it. He enjoyed. I it. was enjoying it as much as I should have given it. <laughs> I gave it exactly what it deserved. You know what they say in the old showbiz ad, adage: If you can make it in Old Saybrook, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Jimmy, let, let me hear your courtesy laugh again. What's it sound like? <laughs> You've heard it. What's it sound like? I don't know if I can do anything. I, I don't know. It, it, it has to come up organically. Uh, <laughs> a courtesy laugh comes But there's up no question you've heard it. There's no doubt in my mind. You know what? No. I have, somebody tell me I have my own laugh track. Like when I'm talking or talking and oh, telling they, stories and stuff, I put my own laugh. And it's true. I notice I do that. You kind of giggle at your own yeah, conversation. Yeah, just to give you an idea that that's what I think is funny. I'm mm. trying to communicate to you. You know, like... Um, I can't even think of, but let's just say this is funny that I, you know, I, I was drinking a bottle of water in my car and it tasted pepperminty, minty. And I looked down, I saw that my wife had put her gum in there. <laughs> See that? That was like a little laugh track. <laughs> but are you actually laughing or is it totally affected? Like you're, it's a, it's a fake, you're doing your it's, own it's, funny It's laugh. my signal to you that that's where you're supposed to laugh. So you don't actually think it's funny? No, because I've told this story a couple of times. All right, yeah. The gum water story you've told? Yeah. Strong stuff. Of course, you keep trotting that back out. Why wouldn't you? Um, also, uh, yes. Another highlight uh, that I've learned this year uh, from a, a DJ, a disc jockey, a disc jockey mm-hmm. in uh, Austin, Texas. We went out for uh, a lunch after we'd done a show. Dale Dudley. Dale Dudley. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good man. And I've been doing a show for years, yeah. and we always go out for lunch afterwards, you know, or the next day. And so we got to lunch, and he said to me, "I got to tell you something. I noticed that." You are not getting recognized as much as you used to. I never thought about that before. But he's right. I'm not getting as recognized as much anymore. And I'm okay with it. You are. It's kind of nice, actually. Is it because it's mostly young people that recognize uh, I think it's younger celebrity? people. And, you know, the older people maybe aren't going out to eat as much mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, teeth. I don't know. I don't know the logic. Uh, There's new shows on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I was okay with that. Because it's kind of nice to go incognito. I still wear the full disguise. You know. Oh, that's probably uh, uh, that's what it your was. Back. That's I had a beekeeper. You. I had a beekeeper hat on. <laughs> Dude, they're not going to recognize you at all if you're wearing that over your head. I know. Uh, how's Dale doing? Is Dale... Uh, Dale's doing great. He's got that hot wife. I, I don't know. What uh, I'm I, only saying that because he says it. Oh, that's his he thing on, on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Dale in years. You haven't been to Austin? I only do Friday, Saturday, so um, or just Saturday most recently. So, so uh, when do you go in? You go in I, on a, I, I will call in. So I don't go in. Oh. And you know, Collins, a radio show. Uh, they hate that. Suck. And they don't like that. They don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. The listener doesn't I like it. I like it because you don't have to drive over there. That part. Hello. But, yeah, but then you can't connect. It's, uh, yeah, it's really quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you want it to be quick because you, you, you have zero connection with that person. And uh, How about Kansas City? You ever worked there? I have not. I, not in uh, 19, you know what? 96 is the last time I was in Kansas City. How do you City. remember the dates? Because I remember I was uh, the club was like open for that uh, little uh, period of time. Right, right. Uh, and I saw the Royals. I went to see the Royals play. It's my favorite stadium in the country. Did you ever throw a ball in the first game? I have. It's right up. For whom? There, right there. The Chicago White Sox. Me too. You did it for the White Sox as well? It was the Cubs against the White Sox. Wrigley Whoa. Field. Wow. And um, this is maybe 12 years ago, 15 years ago. It was 1999. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. 
But um, I hadn't thrown a hardball in a long time. And I was in the hotel because I was doing a gig in town. And so that morning, I thought I'd go to a park. And I'd find a couple guys playing ball and say, hey, can I you know, throw a couple? Mm-hmm. And so I go there and to the park. And the only person I could find is a father with his like six-year-old son playing catch. And I asked the guy, I said, would you mind if I throw the ball with you a few times? He probably thought I never had a father. <laughs> I want to get that experience, you know? <laughs> and the little kid looked so sad, he kind of walked mm-hmm. off the field, you know? But I told him, I said, I'm throwing the first pitch in, you know, for the Did for they the recognize you? I know you have trouble um, with that. I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> okay. Because I had the catcher's mask on. <laughs> You're always hiding yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to take pictures. Mm. So, um, so I threw a couple of balls and... Uh, and not too bad, but I saw the kid on the side. He looked so sad, like I just pushed him out of his family. You yeah. know? I said, okay, I think that's good. So I go, to the, I go to the park. They give me the jersey like you have on. And I've never been so nervous right? about something. I mean, never. And uh, I'm really anxious about it. And finally, uh, they bring me out to the mound. And the catcher squats down. They announce me. And uh, you know, I got the stance of the pitcher. I'm looking at my calls, my signals from the catcher, mm-hmm. and I'm shaking them off. You're shaking. You shake I shake off. them off the first time, Smart. the second time, the third time. I shake them off the fourth time. He gets up. He starts coming to the mound. You're gonna I go, no, 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 that's okay. We'll do that last one you said. <laughs> I thought he would, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then I wound up and I threw it. Strike. A little high, but fast. A little high, fast. You don't want to hit the dirt. How about yours? Um, if it was a left-handed uh, hitter, just a tad inside. Uh, it would have been a ball, but just a tad. Maybe a, a, a generous ump may have called it a strike. Okay. Um, I've told the story before, but I'll tell, share it with you. Ed Farmer, who does the play-by-play on the radio for the White Sox, gave me great advice right before I was going to do it. I was up uh, in the booth saying hello to people, and uh, they said, this is Jimmy Pardo. He's going to be throwing out the first pitch. And he said, he goes, it's not the first pitch. Think of it as the first toss. If you think you're playing catch with your dad, you're not going to throw it away. If you're just trying to aim, like throwing the ball that direction and not throwing a strike, you'll probably throw a strike. And it was like, that was the best advice because then it loosened me up. And I just like, I just have to throw it that direction. And then boom, right in there. Right, right. The announcer's it's an experience, about. wasn't it? It was great. It was cool because you are, it's, it, I'm not as famous as you, but it's still your No, you're, it never will be. Well, I, I'm about <laughs> to do this, uh, this new animated thing. I mean, they're forcing a guy out. <laughs> um, uh, you don't want to be the joke. You don't want to be the, the no. The, uh, the, you know the clips of like Gary Delabate. But Delabate, George uh, George W. Bush, uh, yeah. no George W. The original Bush. One of them. The threw, original threw it uh, uh, poorly. Yeah, uh, I think W. Was like he could have pitched for the. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was good. Uh, there's and there's the one female actress who threw threw it like basically just threw it at her feet. Like it was that horrible. Yeah, but you don't uh, want to be part of that compilation. Right. I was friends uh, for a while. I went to Todd Zeal. Played oh, for the Mets. Played for the uh, Cubs as well. Yeah, and Mike Piazza. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to batting practice at Shea Stadium. How was that? Oh, man. I didn't think I'd hit any of it. And? But, but it was me and um, I think me and Todd against Mike Piazza and their their right fielder, uh, Latino guy, I forget his name, O'Malley. No, <laughs> no. I forget his name. But anyway, so I get up there and I got the, the he gives me these two batting gloves, you know, they're really thick. And the pitcher, you know, is behind that little cage mm-hmm. net, and he throws the he's throwing the ball like seventy miles an hour. And I was hitting like every one of them out to left field, left field, left field. And for a week or two after that, I couldn't grab anything with my hands. They were so <laughs> sore. Really? Yeah, because I was hitting like short on the bat, you know, down by the handle. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I didn't have those gloves on, you think you could see two hooks right now? <laughs> That's right. That seems unfair. <laughs> uh, do you think you could have connected to hit one out of the park, or were they not? Uh, were you not making that kind of contact? 
Uh, I was getting pretty deep into left field. Really? Yeah, but I don't think I could hit it out. Did of the you park. play baseball in high school, or college? No, little league, not at little all. league. I played. You played, and then uh, that, that was enough for you. I was more of a football guy. You loved it. You liked the gridiron. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I like the gridiron. The pigskin. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. You like the tight pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, and you still follow football? That's the thing you follow. Well, I want to start following it this year. Normally, I, I like watching like the playoffs and, mm-hmm. the, and the you know. Um, but the game the other night was great. I mean, I watched the, most of the innings, like the five or six innings of it. Are we talking? I don't know what sport you're talking. Oh, sorry, about man, I'm at quarters. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I do want to get into it. I want to find a team. But I'm, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, like like Steve here. Yeah. And we're in between New York and Boston. Right. He's closer to Boston, but so it was a kind of a tough choice. So I ended up not really being a fan of any one team, mm-hmm. and I still am not. But if I have a friend that's a quarterback on the team, like I know Aaron Rodgers a little bit, so mm-hmm. I like Green Bay. Okay. <clears throat> and then you know uh, Brett Favre, I knew him a little bit, mm-hmm. so I like Green Bay. He's a selling razors now. Is he? Brett Favre, he puts his name on a razor. Good for him. Right? He's getting some of that razor money. Would you do a commercial, Jimmy, if somebody asked you? I've, I've done commercials. You have? Absolutely. What yeah. commercial did you do? Um, I did a Rally's hamburger spot. That was my... Uh, my Rally's or Rally's? Uh, Rally's, R-A-L-L-E-Y-S, I want to say. Maybe just Y-S. Okay. How would they spell it? I think it's just Y. There's no, there's what? I don't think there's any. There was one right near your house. I'm almost positive it's not an E. I would say I'm 80% sure. Did a rallies, and then I was a spokesman for a mall up in Portland for six years. I remember seeing you on a lot of commercials. No, I just made it very clear I've done uh, uh, the two that I just spoke of. (laughs) I think you're a liar. (laughs) Why why would I make that up? Uh, No, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not hanging out with Arnold Palmer, you know, uh, but I would uh, would do uh, commercials. Arnold Palmer was the best. Was he a nice man to you? Oh, what a nice man. What and, a full life he had. And do you are you a golfer as well? I am. And are you a decent golfer? Um, let's just say professional. No, <laughs> no, I'm not a good golfer at all. What is that? But what does that mean to you? Are you? Are you it shoot, doesn't mean anything. I like I like the hope of the game. You know, you, you shoot in the '90s. You shoot in the '80s. Yeah, the uh, I shoot in the '90s. And you enjoy it. Doesn't matter. I do. I do. Yeah, I haven't played in a while though. What happened? You hurt yourself? I, yeah, I got a sore shoulder. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's called arthritis. You're getting older. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with it. Mm. <laughs> you're not you're, so you're not getting older <laughs> no I'm not getting older okay um, like, I got on threads from somebody it's contagious here's the thing you know yeah. Um, yeah you do get older and you start replacing body parts like I got a hip I had replaced I didn't know you had a hip replacement oh, wow. you're like Bo Jackson yeah yeah Alec Baldwin just had a hip replacement I didn't know that about year. Alec Baldwin he's got another one coming up the other, the other side I got a shoulder I got to have replaced they're going to replace your shoulder yeah they still have the other hip so they could use that in my shoulder. No, they can't. No, they can't, <laughs> no? Kevin. That's okay. no, no. No, I have. Um, yeah. So you know, I used to tell people it's from playing football and stuff and rugby, but it's genetic. It's all DNA. My mother had a lot of her body parts replaced. She did. Yeah. Do you like going in for surgery, or is it, do you I stress do. out about it? I do. It? I don't really need the body parts. I like the surgery. <laughs> you just like the time there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've had friends that went to the dentist because they are drug addicts and they oh. just wanted the, the medication. They'd have a tooth pulled to get drugs. Whoa, that's an addiction. Or a crown or veneers put on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But um, yeah, so um, I do, I kind of like the idea of going into surgery because it is such a lesson in surrendering Mm. and trust and knowing that your life is in these people's hands and they're all professionals and they're going to take care of you, hopefully. Yeah. And then they put that heavy, warm blanket on you. Steve, am I right? 
<laughs> and it's it's warm and they tuck you in and you got a little bit of that Valium or whatever it is going through your veins mm-hmm. and just everybody looks good and they're professionals and you love everybody and you know you, you tr- my wife always brings a camera in out of recovery because she wants to record me because the, the drugs are still working I'm really silly with the doctor yeah you know calling him captain and stuff and you know <laughs> But um, but I do like the feeling of going under. And, but 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 coming out, uh, what, I I I'm paranoid and nauseous, nauseated when I come out of it, and I don't like coming out of uh, being put under anesthesia. Well, why are you paranoid? It's just one of the effects it has on me. Okay, so you need to get a different um, drug, different. Ask your uh, anesthesiologist. When's your next one? You go every week. I go every once a week. I go every <laughs> yeah, Thursday okay. at three uh, thirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. I uh, yeah. Because I I would get that too. I would get nauseated. Because uh, I had my tore both of my bicep muscles. Oh, how'd you do that? One was playing basketball. Oh boy! And then two years later, moving a couch, lifting a couch up with one arm, and trying to get the electric cord out from under the leg. Oh boy! Yeah, and, oh, and I, I felt that imagine. one go. Jesus! But Christ. I came out of that one, and I was so nauseated. Yeah, I felt I was throwing up. And but then they changed it after that. They did. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I, I did not know you could tell them. Like when I would have those reactions. And you asked for I the did, menu. I didn't know that. I didn't ask for the menu. Nobody asked me. Nobody. Yeah, they have dailies. They, they got the specials. Fresh, mm. The specials. I see. Stuff just flown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. Um, one of the times my wife was with me and she told me that I, I spent the entire time coming out of surgery going, nobody's kicking me out of here. Nobody's <laughs> kicking me out. <laughs> I go, nobody's forcing me to leave. I'm not ready to leave. Danielle's like, nobody's telling you to leave. <laughs> you were joking. You were serious. Well, I was serious. Oh, like wow. I, I literally thought people were forcing me out. And then you were throwing up all the way out. Yes. Vomiting and... <laughs> Nobody's forcing me to leave. All right, we'll take it back. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Kevin Nealon's on Twitter at Kevin underscore Nealon. He's also going to be doing some stand-up comedy around the country. Uh, go to his website, kevinnealon.com, to see if he's coming near you. But I can tell you on September 14th, he's at the Grand Theater Center for the Arts in Tracy, California. And on September 15th, he's at the Rio Theater in Santa Cruz. So, again, go to kevinnealon.com and uh, go to his uh, live or tour page to get uh, links to tickets to his shows. Speaking of shows, Jimmy Parr is going to be at Flappers in Burbank uh, October 4th and 5th. Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That is October 25th and 26th. And then he's going to be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California on November 10th. Uh, Never Not Funny is going to be live at Vitello's in Studio City, California, November 25th. Uh, 8 p.m. show. Uh, have dinner before there. The doors will be open at 6.30 so you can grab some food before we start the uh, the fun. Go to NeverNotFunny.com. Click our tour link for a link to that show ticket page. And for Jimmy's stuff, go to JimmyParta.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. Matt, I'm going to quote my... Listen, I've told you they're one of my favorite bands. Aha. Yeah. They have a song called Hunting High and Low. You know, I'll be hunting high and low. They do it better than that. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I know that you and I do the same thing. We hunt high and low to find 100% grass-fed finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and uh, for Danielle, uh, wild-caught salmon. It's hard to do that at the grocery store, isn't it? Well, especially now when you don't really want to maybe be in a grocery store for a prolonged period of time uh, hunting around. You want to limit your indoor uh, time with uh, strangers. And uh, so I, you know, I just go butcher box. Uh, just forget it. Let, let them bring the meat to me. You know what? You, you nailed it. Luckily, today's sponsor, Butcher Box, believes everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meats. Butcher Box couldn't be easier. You just sign up, you select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up right now, you get their steak sampler with six grass 
fed grass finished steaks. Nice. Because the best steak night is free steak night, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. That, boy, do I love steak. I have not had a steak. Uh, and maybe ButcherBox will solve this problem for me, but I have not had a steak since this pandemic started. Oh, my because God. Because of, uh, you know. Yeah. You're not going to restaurants and uh, you don't like cooking meat in your house. That's right. But when I do go to a restaurant, I get a steak because I don't uh, generally uh, get that at the home. But I, now ButcherBox will solve that problem. Every month, ButcherBox is going to ship a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home. No added antibiotics or hormones ever. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Now, that could be 12 days. Maybe you want to do lunch and dinner with mm-hmm. that. Maybe you want to do uh, spread that out over 24 meals. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if there's bacon involved, you're bringing in breakfast into the mix. Maybe there's 12 people in your house and that's just two dinners. Well, that's a great point. That's a, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. <laughs> you're running an orphanage. <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm t- taking people in. It's mostly, mostly uh, wild dogs, but uh, they love the, they love the steaks too. I mean, you, you should see them when the steak starts cooking, they go crazy. Oh, I would imagine. And, and by the way, I know that, uh, that that song Wild Dogs by Duran Duran scares you. So I don't, I'm, I'm glad that we're moving on from that quickly. Wild, Wild dogs. Wild dogs always bark. All right. Listen, you can customize uh, your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. I say it again. It is a no brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocer's. And you got options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, as I mentioned, the organic, the free-range organic chicken, the heritage pork, the wild-caught Alaska salmon, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. Yeah, baby, that's the best. It's the way meat should be, man. Mm-hmm. It's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat from ButcherBox. You get the highest quality meat for just about 6 bucks a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska's covered. They got the salmon right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Just step outside your door and uh, stick your hand out. The salmon jumps into your hand. In fact, they can't wait to get into that uh, griddle. Is that how you do a salmon? <laughs> griddle? Sure. That's one way. Uh, now, listen. For a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. Now, let me break that down for you, Matt. You're going to get two New York strips mm-hmm. and four top sirloins added to your first box for free. Nice. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. That is six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. That is butcherbox.com slash pardo. B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash pardo. Butcher box. A better way to meet. Matt, let's talk about our buddies over there at Quip. They got this great new flossy thing that I want to talk about with yeah, you. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's very cool. Now, listen, these you see these plastic floss picks and stuff. I, I Admittedly, I have them in my car, and then uh, you got to throw them away, and it just mucks everything up. Uh, you know, the, uh, Quip has this new thing that you and I were talking about before we started uh, talking uh, uh, with microphones in front of our faces. Yeah. And uh, how cool this thing is. It's very cool. It looks like uh, Elise noticed that it, it kind of looks like an earbud case, like a like you have uh, your Raycons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bigger, but it's 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 got a cool snapshot, like almost a, like I think it's a magnetic snapshot case. Uh, and then on the inside, you've got the 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 holder, and then this thing you just you you pop you press the Q on the holder, and it opens up the the mouth of the guy, and then you snap down. Grab your floss, snap it shut, and then you pull and and uh, cut that that little segment, and then you're only using that amount of floss, just the amount of from from point A to point B on the grabber, and you're not wasting floss, you're not wasting reusable plastic uh, doodads. 
and uh and then that that the spool underneath is easily replaceable too so uh it's, it's great it's genius it's also fun. It's fun <laughs> it to is. everything you just described is fun to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you kind of look forward to flossing, which I think we could all agree. Nobody looks forward to flossing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So you get it in there. You press that cue. You open it up. You get in there. You cut it down. And then before you know it, you're flossing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're singing a song man, with, with fresh teeth. <laughs> uh, now, listen, you know, Quip, it's the electric tooth, uh, toothbrush that we talk about all the time. It's got the sleek uh look well now they got the sleek reusable floss pick that you'll want next uh as we mentioned it's got a durable handle uh that is easy to guide restrings with a click comes with a compact mirror you forgot to mention the mirror matt oh yeah inside the case is a little mirror so a little if mirror if you're out of date mm-hmm. right if we're ever out of this covid you're on a date and you got a little something you pop that up and you got a little mirror right there you get up in your face mm-hmm. uh it's got the single refill pod that replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers so it's better for your teeth and the environment all right, so this is, uh, let me tell you this. If you're not a pick person, Quip also has a refillable floss string that expands to clean. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush. Uh, Quip has the simple guiding features you like. Uh, it's got the timed uh, sonic vibrations. Uh, you can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors. Matt, you were talking about uh, making them of those soccer team colors that you like, your your Quip brush. Yeah, well, because uh, now I have the black handle with the because it has the Bluetooth sync thing. So that they have Quip has an app which lets you track your brush progress and and actually earn rewards, which is pretty cool. Um, but the handle on that one's black. So I was thinking if I could get a gold top part with the black handle, that would be like LAFC black and gold. But uh, now I just got a, 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 a just one of my regular replacements. So now it, now mine's black and white, which also looks pretty cool. Uh, so uh, I, I'd like to talk about this further with you off the air. But the point is this. <laughs> okay. uh, Quip is uh, fantastic. We all use them. Everybody here in my family uses them. Everybody at the Bellnaps uses it. We like the Quip. And now we like this Quip Floss as well. Uh, you got, as Matt mentioned, it's got that, uh, that new app, the free Quip app that you can get. Uh, so you can get amazing rewards like free products and discounts. Uh, as you track and coach better oral health habits two minutes a day, twice a day. Uh, Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store. Uh, bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million mouths. <laughs> brushing with Quip, starting at $25. Now, here's your CTA. If you go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, you will get your first refill free. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash pardo. And you'll get your first refill for free. Uh, Quip has better oral health made simple. Getquip.com slash Pardo. Uh, again, I use it. Matt uses it. I'm now using this new floss thing. I'm on board with Quip. I'm on board with the app. I like everything about Quip. I'm a Quip guy, Matt. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'll Quip all day. Uh, well, it's Quip this, Quip that, Quip everywhere you want to go. Quip, Quip McDonald had a farm. If you get uh, go to getquip.com slash Pardo right now, get your first refill free. Getquip.com slash Pardo. Quip! A better way to floss and brush. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2505. Kevin Nealon is here. Uh, but let's check in very quickly with, uh, what do you, what, what's with the say? weather. Let's check the weather. Let's check the weather. <laughs> sure. It's, uh, it's hot and it's going to be hot tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, is that C1? That's what that says, sir, yes. And uh, you want to refresh my memory what that means? That was, uh, uh, a fan suggested it and I thought maybe it'd be fun. It's, uh, that was, that's my number on the, on the, you'd be in the line for the plane. Southwest. Remember he's going to get in a fight with that guy who jumped mm-hmm. in front of him? Oh, yeah, I remember. Is it, is that, is that nickname worthy? C1? Nah. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect. I don't like C1 because the, the, just the letter C when you're talking about a human being, it brings up a different connotation. Sure. Uh, and I don't like that. All right. 
right? I mean, you're a lot of things. You're not that. It's true, right? Get it, take it off, take it off right now. Take it off. I don't even want to think about it. So sickened by it. I'm sickened that you would debate yourself. Did it just say like C1? I didn't even see it. Yeah, it said C1. That's all it said. Like it's a goddamn droid from Star Wars. No one's kicking me out of here. I'll stay as long as I want. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Nobody's kicking you out. Nobody's kicking you out. Nobody's kicking you out. Did that at a wedding once, too. Apparently, I got so drunk that I kept on going, I'm just having a good time. Nobody's making me leave this. And my wife's like, Nobody's making you leave the party, Jim. Nobody's making you leave. <laughs> Apparently, I think everybody's trying to force me to leave places. Very, yeah. It's the my the, son and the, I were at uh, Amazon Books uh, the other night, and it was about eight oh five, and the sales nobody else was in the place. The salesman came over. He goes, "Is there anything I can help you with?" I said, "No, we're just looking around." I said, "What time are you guys close?" He goes, "Eight o'clock." Oh, jeez. That's eight oh five. Yeah. I said, "Okay, I get the I get the hint." Yeah. Yeah. So you stayed another twenty five minutes. Stayed another twenty five. <laughs> you know, capped it out. Used the restroom. Capped <laughs> it out. Uh, and then we left. Um, but we trashed the back room. Attaboy. <laughs> Is your son into sports? Uh, yes. Going he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he's doing great. Yeah, he's 12. 12 wow. years old. He's actually into, um, he plays a little baseball. He likes baseball. Mm -hmm. He plays on a team. He was a pitcher. Now he's playing with older kids. So he's more of the uh, left fielder now. Okay. right fielder. But you know what? That's going to uh, make him a stronger player. That's what I told him as I left him off crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, he likes to play ping pong. He's really good at ping pong. Is he really? Yeah, really hmm. good. I used to let him beat me. But there was that point where I thought, I think he can beat me without me letting him beat me. And he can. He's really good. My son, Kevin, is currently uh, taking classes from a ping pong, an Olympian. Where? Ping, ping pong. Where do you take classes? West Los Angeles. At, is it on uh, San Vicente area? The Gilbert? That Gilbert place? I don't know the answer to that. Is uh, it a, a, some kind of like a... A building where they have ping pong yes, tables? Yes, building and... ping pong tables. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's, the Gilbert, I think it's the Gilbert Center. There was like fencing there. Fencing. Yeah, my son did fencing for a while. But this woman is, uh, my son is, uh, oddly, is also obsessed with ping pong. And, yeah, it's and a great sport. Same deal. He, he's good at it. I played on the college team. I did, I did not know that. I really did, yeah. Hmm. And we played teams. Uh, the, the school was called Sacred Heart University. It's a small business school. But we, not many people had ping, you know, table tennis teams, colleges. So we were playing schools like Yale you know, at Ivy League schools, and those guys were really good. You know, they would be like, um, it, I don't want to sound racist, but they were from China, you know, and uh, they were really good uh, ping pong players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would play so far off the table, sometimes right. you wouldn't even see them. Right, so far back. <laughs> so far away. And then were, they, the, the uh, empire would go, you lost. I said, what, I didn't see the ball. <laughs> exactly. And um, but yeah, they were they were really good. But so I you know I so played you were a lot. on the team. So you're you're also good. So if you're still beating you, I was on good. the yeah. He's really good. I was on the team and also on the intramural uh, teams. Right. You know, and uh, but he yeah he's good at ping is pong. Is he playing? Is he doing this? Going to a, uh, this Gilbert that you speak no, of? No, but I want to bring him over there and get him into more. And I love these ping pong cafes they have in different towns. You know, as we do stand up, mm -hmm. we try to find interesting places. And there's one in Denver that's really good. It's like an old garage type place looks like yeah and inside they have ping pong tables and there's balls all over the floor you know you lose a ball you don't get it you just grab another just one out of the basket it. and then they have these like big kind of scoopers you could pick up the balls with <laughs> and they bring food to your table i love it it's like that's, top golf for ping pong uh, i've never done top golf but boy that that's looks fun. fun that's fun even so, if you don't golf that yeah. uh kevin you explain it okay here we go top golf is uh like a driving range but it has different levels of like mm -hmm. cement uh, structures oh yeah i've seen those and you uh, keep score you know on your thing it's like bowling almost and you could order food to come to you and mm -hmm. there's little tables you sit at and you take turns and you're, 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 and you're, are there targets you're hitting targets, targets yeah. right okay, gotcha. mm -hmm. 
cool. There's one. The closest here is maybe or, is it Orange County? Like it's yeah, it's not it's near a here. Further away. Mm. There's not one in Koreatown. No, not like that. That's not, racist. Not top. <laughs> there is a driving range there. There's a driving range. Like, like a like a stack multi yes. one. Okay, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. but this is one. its own. You know, uh, I never get better when I go to the driving range because I'm always trying to hit the Jeep going by. Because <laughs> you're nine years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if golf had a moving target, I would be really. Oh, he'd good. be the best. Hmm. Uh, cool. Did Palmer? Did Arnold, when you uh, when you uh, did those commercials with Arnold Palmer? Did uh, uh, did you guys actually play golf? Uh, no, he he had some um, health issues. You know, like structurally, his mm. his joint, his shoulder. He had dislocated his shoulder, but we putted together. We did. He would sit on his. I would I would sit. We went to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to film the commercial. That's where he learned how to golf on his home course, where his father was a groundskeeper, and. He, we would sit in the golf cart as they're setting up the shots and just talk, you know, about stuff. And and then I would sit in the golf cart and I'd watch him putt on the putting green near the golf uh, clubhouse. And he, it was the hole was in a really precarious situation position. It was on the top of a little ridge on the green, and he would sink maybe. He must have putted about 120 putts, and he got almost all of them in. And then he gets in the cart. I get out to golf to putt, and I probably. Got one in at the most. Yeah. And he was sitting there watching me the whole time. Were you nervous <laughs> having him watch you, or you knew that you're like, I, I'm not that good? I was so a little nervous. You were. Because I wanted to ask him to see if he can get me into the AT&T in Pebble Beach. So I get back in the cart, and um, and I said, Arnie, I ask a lot of professional golfers, I say, if you can give me one tip on how to improve my game, what would it be? He goes, oh, you know, I'd have to golf with you for a whole day. I said, okay. He goes, yeah, come on, come on back, and we'll golf. Okay. And, um, but, um, um, uh, where, where was I going with this? So, so anyway, um, yeah, so I asked him, I said, you know, I, where, you know, it seems like a fun, um, uh, event is the AT&T golf course. You're sitting in the, I've, I've primed him and everything. And he goes, oh, have you never played in that? Oh, no, I haven't. He goes, I'll make a phone call. I said, oh, Marty, you're Here the best. Go, I was so happy. A week later, I get this beautiful invitation in wood. It's like a wood book, you know, like 12 by 12, laminated. I open it up. There's, there's, uh, you know, the golf course there and, uh, and the 12 mile drive. It's pretty, you know, and, and it's, there's that little flimsy piece of paper you pick up, you know, to protect the picture. Mm-hmm. And then it says you're invited to the AT&T Pebble Beach. And I'm just, my heart is pounding. I'm loving Arnie. Everything's great. I'm going to play finally. And it says uh, entrance fee, $26,000. <laughs> what? I said, okay, this is a mistake. Cause Arnie made a call. Yeah, Arnie made a call. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm going back and forth with my wife. I said, you think they, they really want me to pay this? She goes, I don't know. But this is what corporations pay. They, corporations pay 26 I said, they must have gave me the wrong, you know, invite. You right, know? not the celebrity yeah. one. You got Because the- I know Ray Romano and Kevin James, they play for free. Right. They do one night of stand-up Larry somewhere. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the it. Cable Guy, yeah. And I thought, why not Kevin? Yeah. The comic, go up there, you know. So I think I called his assistant. And I said, I don't know, is, is it $26,000? She goes, yeah, that's the entrance fee. It's, it's 26000 you know, like it was five dollars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Okay, okay, thanks." Never played. You never knew it. No. Uh, I mean, I could afford it, but I just thought, well, what about you know Ray Romano? How can I make a putt when I know that Ray's playing for free? Do we know Ray's playing for free? Yes, we know that. Yes, we know Ray's for not years, paying. Not paying. He does a stand-up gig up but there. But maybe twenty-six thousand dollars is nothing to Ray. 
That guy's oh, got, no, guy's, he's know he's got syndication money. You don't money. know Ray. He's got syndication money. <laughs> you got to put your, tuck your chin in when you say that. He's got syndication money. <laughs> um, what? Uh, yeah, you can't do that. No, it would it, it would be disrespecting myself. And your family? I know it goes to charity, but still, I got to think of myself. Oh, it goes to charity? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to play. It's a write-off. Much now it's a write-off. People oh, say it's a write-off, but it's not really a write-off. Well, it's still coming out of your pocket. I mean, exactly. Have, have you done Riviera? Have you done the LA Open or the I, Nissan? I've done some things up there. Yeah, like not not big opens, but I've done like charity things. Have you done it where you are the celebrity for? You know, it's three dudes and you. Have you done that? Many times. And do you enjoy doing that? No, you don't. Sometimes it's nice. Other times, so how'd you come up with Hans and Franz? Oh boy, you know. Yeah, but they're gonna ask that, right? I mean. Cross that off the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was. Um, I, I get to golf a lot. You know, it's been fun. Oh, was that your phone? Oh, it was headphones. Uh, they fell down. You don't really. You, you, you don't really need headphones around here, do you? Well, no, we don't take just to hear yourself. And I know that. Uh, do you like to hear yourself on playback? You're stomping. Not on that. playback, but I like doing it in here. I like to know uh, how loud I'm getting. Yeah, I know. But do you ever like tape your act in a club? Oh, I, if I do, Kevin, I last three minutes and go, I got it. Here's what I like. The recorder that you could speed up so it doesn't sound like you. Yeah. That kind of sound. <laughs> or if I, if I remember saying something new and funny, then I'll play it back to try to find that spot. Right. Otherwise, I can't stand, can't stand the it. sound of my voice. Do you, uh, you record every show? And your voice, too, by the way. Oh, no. Why would you tell me that? I record just about every show. You do. I've been doing that for the last couple of years on my iPhone. have not listened to one of them. <laughs> you, uh, do you lead them uh, afterwards? Or are they all on your phone? They're all on my phone. Mm-hmm. What do you do with yours? I delete them immediately because I can't stand listening to the voice. And so, have you done you've done specials, right? The one for County Central, you know, way back when. I, you know, my my initial thought is, why do specials? They're not specials anymore. Everybody's doing them. It doesn't really help anybody, you know. I think they helped five years ago. Five years ago, there was resurgence where the specials helped. Now I don't think they. There's do. a few rare instances where I think people get some some um, tread on it, like you know the the net one, yeah, um, you know. Chappelle's, you know, yeah, Chris Rock. He's going to get it anyway. Sandler had a nice one. But, yes, he did. Sandler's was great. But, you know, for me, I think now, if, the only reason to do one is just to document your material and so that your son could watch it down the line. What know? if they paid you $26,000 to do it? <laughs> would you do it then and then just write that right over to the Pebble? I would I would tell them, pay Pebble Beach. Do the special. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then come up there. Mm-hmm. You could call the special Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah. listen, we got a title for you. We got oh, everything. Oh, man. Here. You're man. ready to go. You're ready to go. Are you a member of a club here in town? No. You're not? No. You don't play enough. I'm a member of a beach club, but not a golf club. Because, you know, I can't be gone that long. If they had a pool or something, maybe I would. Somebody, my around. wife could go in there or my son. But golf takes a long time. Yeah. You golf, right? Uh, yeah, not as often That's as I That's what like I'm to. saying. Didn't fit <laughs> 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 say anything. You gotta agree with something you didn't hear. Right. You can't do it either. Uh, Elliot, everything good? We'll talk on Thursday? Sure. All right. You got a new haircut? We see that? Yep. All right. Looks good. Thank that, you. Is that self done? Indeed. Yep. Looks good. I've gotten, I've gotten good practice. So I've I gotten a little better at it. Yeah. I will say that. Thank you. All right. Looks good. Almost looks like a, another person could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I, n- I would not have guessed that you did that, uh, that that was self-imposed. I would not have, <laughs> have thought a human being may have <laughs> helped you with that. Uh, that would just be your general assumption when an adult shows up with a haircut that, that someone but else you, did But you used to cut your own hair? I did. As an adult? Yeah. I mean, not this age adult, but Who as an adult. Who do I trust? 
Uh, me. Mm-hmm. I don't trust me to cut my own hair. I did a nine minute bit on my Comedy Central special about it. Mm-hmm. Nine minute bit. Had to put a commercial break in the middle of you it. remember dates, times. I remember a lot of things. That's, that's more than a third of the special. Yeah. In fact, one booker said uh, in an email that I should not have seen, was uh, what's that special about? It's it's, it's a half hour about a haircut, <laughs> and, then, and then my agent went, "He's a storyteller." But you know, there's, there's jokes every, you know, minute. You are a storyteller. Your 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 stories are riveting. I'm a rock and tour. You are a rock and tour. Yeah, yeah. I'm also the rocketeer. I should tell you that. Oh, the rock and and rocket man. Yeah. I'm Did rock- you ever watch a rocket man growing up? TV. Maybe you're not as old as me, but this was like one of the first superheroes. Take, it was a regular guy. Take maybe out of that sentence, by the way. <laughs> I'm not as old no. as you. No, I said, maybe you haven't seen it because you're not as old as me. Play it back. We have tapes I can't hear my own voice, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, So there was a show called Rocket Man? Yeah, Rocket Man. I I forget what his job was, this guy, but he wore a leather jacket. Mm -hmm. And then when there's somebody who was in trouble, he'd somehow get to this cave in the middle of nowhere, run in there and put his rocket pack on and his goggles. And he'd go running out and take off like Superman, jump and (laughs) take off, get to the scene. But really the only power he had was getting to the scene quicker because he had the backpack. He had the backpack. But then he had no no strength or anything. Nothing else to do. (laughs) He would just threaten them. Steve, I have to guess you're older than me based on your mustache. Um, (laughs) Do you remember this Rocket uh, Rocket Man? I I do, but I remember it as part of like a movie serial, so it may not be the same It was a movie serial, I think. And he used a gun, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Once he landed, it was just I guess that's what it was. So he was Mannix with a a rocket pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But when he went into that cave and he strapped that racket pack on. You loved it. I can't remember if he had a mask or not. I think he had a mask. He had a helmet. It was a helmet for sure. Yeah, it was like a silver helmet that came down. He was the original Iron Man. Hmm. All right. Right? Is there a legal? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Garen, you got a photograph on that? Uh, Oh, that's it. Steve says that's it. So stop looking. Gary, you got a photograph of me leaving? (laughs) There it is. There it is. There's Rocket Man. It's coming right at it. How did you find that, Gary? Uh, his name is Garen. No, I'm talking to Gary. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, Why you're, do you assume I'm talking to Garen? You got a Bluetooth in? Yeah. <laughs> talking to Gary? All right, yeah. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah, are you outside? Okay, good. Okay, bye. Um, all right. Well, Kevin, tell us more about that. All right, so uh, yeah, hiking with Kevin, and where can they find this? Well, they can find that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Kevin Neal Comedy, or hashtag hiking with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And the whole new season is starting now, Three, number three. Alec Baldwin was on last week. Right. And I have Lisa Kudrow coming up on, uh, well, this won't air till when? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday of this week. Oh, so tomorrow night is uh, Lisa Kudrow. Okay, so this week, kind of the same Or tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Or today when most people hear this. Yeah. (laughs) And they could go to uh, kevinneelan.com on my website to see where I'm touring, Mm -hmm. doing stand-up comedy. And uh, Man With a Plan with Matt LeBlanc is airing this this coming, uh, beginning of the new year. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's it, man. Last question for you. Yes, um, my friend. Do you do uh, you doing clubs on the road, or are you do theaters? What do you do? Both. You do. Both. I'm doing two theaters this weekend. You are. Yeah, I'll be at Tracy, California, at a theater, the Grand Theater, mm-hmm. and then I'll be in Santa Cruz at the Rio Theater. When you do an event like that, do you uh, do you have a music act open for you? Do you bring a, uh, a do you get a local? Sometimes I bring a, a, an act with me. This one I don't even know. I keep reminding myself. Find out if they have an opening act because mm. I'm not sure. But I, you know, I showed up once. Um, <clears throat> at a um, a club, not a club. Yeah, it was it was like a jazz club in Atlanta a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. It was City Winery. It's called. Yeah, they have one in Chicago, I think. And there's a bunch yeah, of like all yeah. over the country now. Yeah, and they had no opening act, so I had to do an hour and a half. That seems two like too much. Half, two hour and a half shows back to back, which I've never done before, Oof. and I was exhausted after that. Yeah, that's ninety minutes of your own voice. Which it was by, crazy. Uh, and a lot of talking to the audience. You know, you have to for ninety minutes. 
I don't think comedy should be longer than 50 minutes at the most. I, I believe it was Dennis Miller, uh, who at the time said that 60 minutes was like, that's, the, that's enough of my own voice. And yeah. I remember being a young comic <clears throat> going, ah, oh, come on, you can keep going. It's like, no, that makes sense. At that yeah. point, they're done. Right? Yeah. Your thoughts, man. I agree. No. <laughs> Especially uh, your voice. I mean, yeah. particularly. That's great. You're aiming at that direction, I assume. Because <laughs> I'm talking to you, Jimmy. I'm about to get all looking those. right at you. I'm a Jimmy Pardo type. <laughs> so I'm going to start getting a lot of work. Are you related to Don Pardo? Come on, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't ruin a nice fucking afternoon. We just had a nice time. Don't ruin anything. By the way, when that guy said a Jimmy Pardo type, I did correct him and say, you mean, does it say a Don Pardo type? Because I assumed that's what he yeah. meant. He goes, no, no, a Jimmy Pardo type. You know, kind of a rat-a-tat, sarcastic guy. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, well, that's, all, that's yeah. Once again, jimmypardo.com, easy access. You can find me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't think they can afford you. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> 26000 That's all I need. I just need 26 grand. Uh, on behalf, Kevin, anyway, watch Kevin's uh, show, the new season starting, Hiking with Kevin. Uh, beautiful wife, Susan, who uh, we are, I've known longer than I've known you. She sends her love. She's wonderful. And uh, your, your young son, I sat next to him on an airplane once. I enjoyed that company as well. Uh, I didn't hear about is he this. Still talk- you were there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he still talking about it at all? Does he, uh, I guess not. You didn't hear about it. No. He, in fact, we've been <clears throat> bringing him to a therapist to try to forget. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. On behalf of the Pop Culture East. <laughs> There's Garen Cockrell. <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much. Well, I can't close it up yet. i got to thank Stephen again for yes, being here. Stephen, thank you so much uh, for again for donating and for uh, joining us. More than a pleasure. Right, Kevin Nealon, yeah, right? Thank you, Stephen. I'm a huge fan. Thank you, and buddy. And this is a huge Likewise, treat. man. I grew up watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I'm behalf of the Pop Culture That's Garen Cockrell. I'm going to play, man. That's in demand. The the, the bookers want that. I like that. Uh, Remember Bobby Moynihan last week complimented me on how how precise I am with these. Yeah, he seemed quite enamored of your voice. One week later, this guy kicks me in the balls. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're up, you're down. life. Spinning wheel. It all comes back. Full circle. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast. (laughs) That's Garen Cockerl. Over there, there's the donor. We call him the donor. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a very Trump-like. He's the donor. Yeah. We call him the donor. No, nobody calls him that, sir. Everyone's calling him the donor. A lot of people are saying he's a donor. I said, I said, I said. God. I've got to be The donor, Stephen Yates. Back there, there's the C1. That's uh, Elliot Hochberg. I'm Matt Belknap, our friend Kevin Nealon. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.